0: Welcome to Jokerman podcast. I'm Evan. I'm Ian. This is a podcast about Bob Dylan. For
1: one more episode it is.
0: <laughs> this is like the last uh, episode, really. The yeah. last traditional episode of Jokerman podcast. Yeah. Jokerman classic.
1: Last of Jokerman classic. Not the end of joke. Just to read it, I'm sure everyone listening knows this, but once again, not the end of the show. We'll no. be back July 4th, Whole New World, Lou Reed, John Cale, Velvet Underground, Extended Universe. Stick along with us. It's going to be a fun ride.
2: But,
0: and there's plenty
1: of Bob shit to come to.
0: But. But. Yeah, it's the end of the line. It's the end of the road. It's the end of the podcast. It's end done. of the line. It's the end of the podcast. The we're, show is over. Okay. We're never coming back.
1: <laughs> We've all piled into the the boxcar with, uh, with Tom and Jeff Lynn. And uh we have the rocking chair left empty for Roy. Uh oh, yeah. and we're playing, you know, at the end of the line. You know. Yeah. Drop drop a sound clip in there. You know what I'm gonna do right now? You know, I've been waiting to do this, waiting for you to arrive, so so I could do this on mic. What's that? I've got my I've got my decanter
0: Oh my god
1: of Heaven's Door here.
0: Oh, wow.
1: Yes. This That's is a, beautiful. A wonderful Christmas gift from my fiance Grace. For the finest whiskey in my collection, I'm gonna pour myself a nice glass of Heaven's Door.
0: I wish that I had a a nice glass of Heaven's Door. I'm drinking for this last episode. Modelo, yeah. Well, that's the second best thing. What Bob drinks? I I, I don't know. It's a fine beer. I usually am the one drinking a hard liquor, and you're, (laughs) you're drinking a beer.
1: I figured, you know. No time like the present.
0: Yeah. Uh, can you tell that I, I've historically been the one drinking <laughs> hard liquor and Ian is drinking a beer? No comment. The roles have been reversed on uh, the final episode just in time.
1: Just in time. Exactly. You're on your way up. I'm I'm on my way down.
0: Yeah, that's good. That'll be like nice for the next uh, run of the show where like you get down to my level you know? <laughs> with the Luke. The Lou stuff and John stuff, you know, like the utter depths of uh, depravity, depravity. Um, amphetamine addiction and heroin uh, abuse. Um. Yeah.
1: Well, we're both out in California now, so it's, you know, we're, we're centering wellness in our lives. We, we have both been in New York at certain points throughout this this podcast, but now we're, we've come west. It's time to, you know, sort of uh, align our chakras, invest in our mental, physical, emotional well-being and uh you know make the most of our lives self-actualization
0: yeah that's why we're just continuing to make a music podcast Yeah,
1: <laughs> exactly <laughs> maybe we'll get into tai chi uh, under the influence of lu
0: yeah now that's a good idea we should do some tai chi
1: yeah definitely get some get some of those cool swords
0: I could maybe just see myself getting the sword and then maybe never doing the Tai Chi. Not the Tai Chi, just the sword. Hanging the sword on the wall, maybe taking it off sometimes to show people. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, if I get into Tai Chi as a bonus, that's good.
1: That works out, yeah. Maybe that'll be the next Patreon goal. When we get a thousand uh, patrons, uh, Evan will buy a sword.
0: How about you just buy me one? (laughs) How about we just make it so that the patrons can... Go and fund me, you know, just a a Kickstarter, rather, for having a ceremonial Tai Chi.
1: (laughs) Well, we don't want to get ahead of ourselves. We've still got a little bit of Bob work to do.
0: A little bit, yeah. This is one of those, like, marathon list episodes. It's going to be a
1: big one, baby.
0: It's a major one. It's the major one.
1: We are revisiting the Jokerman 100 at the end of the line.
0: What was the Jokerman 100?
1: The Jokerman 100 was uh, initially meant to be for our 100th episode. It ended up being like the 106th yeah. episode or something. The Jokerman <laughs>
0: so. 100 was a class action lawsuit against <laughs> our show for uh, making uh, people from from wives uh, across the country. Exactly. <laughs> who, who, whose husbands are like became just so much even more annoying uh, because of listening to our show and always and like talking about it um, to to their wives and their friends, and so the Joker Men One Hundred is from the families affected.
1: Yes, uh, we salute you, all wives of listeners out there. Listeners yourselves, we don't salute you, but wives, partners, fiancés, you are doing no, the we, Lord's we work. We don't
0: salute you; we wink at you no. through <laughs> the uh, through the bars of the of the mental <laughs> asylum. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, so we have uh, re reworked our one hundred list. We both. Came up with whole new lists. We didn't just go back to the old one and just kind of nip and tuck and tweak here and there. No. We 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 did the work here. We showed together, up.
0: And we we showed up and we did the work.
1: We did the work. Yeah, we understood the assignment. That's right. So we've got a whole new Jokerman One Hundred revisited to uh, to run through with everyone here at the end of this uh, at the end of this long and winding road.
0: I was looking at yeah. it also. Yeah, that it, long and winding road. That The that long song.
1: and winding road. The, um, long,
0: the long and winding road. Yeah. That went to your door.
1: <laughs> he would actually probably do a pretty good job of covering long and winding road. If he's going to do a Beatles song, I, I think that would be a good one to do.
0: Yeah.
3: Don't leave me. Stand here. Sorry. <laughs>
1: There's a lot of there's a lot of open space in the uh, you know in the in the lyric there for him to do a little bit of you know Bob flourish work. Maybe we'll get that at some point. Anyways, Jokerman One Hundred revisited here at the end, I was thinking we could make a habit of this, like just revisit this every year. Cause we did the first one of these, you know, a year ago doing it now here at the end of the road. I feel like it'll be interesting to come back a year later. I added, we went through earlier today, you'll see on the screen share here. I added these columns over on the right to mark down where all of these songs were previously and what the change in their position has been as well. Wow. So we don't, we don't need to touch on that for every single song, but there are a couple of songs with some pretty remarkable changes. And, uh, Want to make note of those where they come. Okay. Should we just get into it? Yeah, I guess so. All right. Here we go. <laughs> this is gonna be. Can't wait to get to number
0: one hundred. We're starting it off with a bang. <laughs> uh, so you know, from <clears throat> from worst worst favorite songs. Worst,
1: yeah, worst best. Worst. Worst, worst of the best.
0: Worst of the best songs ever.
1: And listeners will remember, long-time listeners will remember uh, the, the number 100 song on the initial Jokerman 100, was uh, All Along the Watchtower. Mm-hmm. We, we've upped ourselves. Yeah, that's not even on the fucking list. <laughs> that's off. That's, uh, who cares?
0: We're starting 100 with Drifting Too Far, for sure, <laughs> from Knocked Out Loaded, 1986.
3: I didn't know that you in room. Yeah. Oh, you thought you were talking to me. Maybe I'm one up on you
0: A great dun, 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 record. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah, a great album. Great music. I'm gonna tell that you were leaving. I forget what he says. Yeah, I have no idea. Drifting too far from, from show. show. <laughs> this song, um, this it's song good. just, I, I mean, it's, you listen to it and you're like, I get why you could be in the studio hearing this materialize and just get like hyped high heaven by what the sounds that are happening and um you know that uh that might amount in some of people's eyes to a whole lot of uh hot air uh in the 1980s uh but it, it's it's uh it's a kind of hot air it's like a it's like uh it's a a noble gas this is mm-hmm. an important uh, substance that actually has no uh, shelf is like the the half life of it is like infinite. It's um, you know radiating forever. This stuff is just gonna be around until uh, we are no more. The last human being is gone. There's just gonna be whatever uh, makes this song uh, makes you makes your eyes pop open and go, "What the fuck is that? What the what is this? <laughs> Good lord!
1: I could not say it any better myself." Drifting Too Far From Shore, the 100, 100th best <laughs> Bob Dylan song since 1967. <laughs> yeah. No question. Uh, 99. 99, uh, yeah, On a Night on Like a This. On a Night Like
0: This. Uh, a song that is just uh, pure fun.
1: So much fun. Has dropped 56 spots on our list. Wow. <laughs> Some of these have, uh, you know, they, they, they the price of love has gone down. Uh, the price of love others, has gone down. Yeah. The price of love has gone up. Uh, this is an example of one that has gone down, but it's still on the list. On a night like this, you know, it's uh, it really is the perfect summation of the entire it planet. Sure waves, feels right. aesthetic experience, exactly. Sure, feels right. Heat up some coffee grounds.
0: Yeah, I I still love that line because it's like I'm just imagining dry grounds being heated up, right? Which is like not how coffee works. Yeah, just dry
1: grounds in like a little tin mug yeah, over just a fire, just burning, <laughs> just
0: burning them. <laughs> in, in you're in a little cabin, and I think Dylan we just read recently that he said something like this song is like not like a song I would write and yes I don't really know why I did, but I just did it to do it yeah that was that was his
1: commentary and he the, said it was uh, like in a, the biograph line like a
0: drunk person who's suddenly sober uh he was like I, don't, I think he was saying like after he wrote it, he was just like, there is this.
1: To be right. fair, that was 1985. Bob saying that, so you know he he, he don't don't believe his lies. Things perhaps. have changed. Yeah, uh, 98. We're coming with the heat already. Lenny Bruce, no question. Yeah, got to be I on mean, here. It's I don't Got to be on there. Yeah. I don't know if there's a single song that. We and and I, I guess I don't want to speak for you, but I think both of us, and certainly myself, I don't know if there's a single song that we have come around on so much as Lenny Bruce, which was
0: perhaps a song that we've maybe even uh, made in some uh, sideways manner more prominent in the world. Um, You know, with a little help from one of our friends, Uh, this song, The Price of Love Has Gone Up. Yes, no question about that. That's a
1: new. That's a new appearance on the list. That is that is that's staying in there. That's locked in. Lenny the, Bruce. The
0: the awareness of this song is um greater than it's ever been. You know, if you were uh, as we've said before to look at a graph, you're seeing Lenny Bruce stats just make a steep jump when uh, Tim Heidegger starts playing it. Cause exactly. Yeah. Look
1: at look at the Google Trends uh graph. You know, go go there. Plug in Lenny Bruce. It's gonna be a flat line forever up until 2021, and then boom $1 $2 $3 bill $2 $3 $3, $3 $3 bill
3: <laughs>
0: well, I can't believe that the price of love is not on this I list. know I was thinking the price we, of love can, should can be on here Can we just put it on the list? Can we just say price of love is next uh instead of um something no, else
1: No we, we can't say that it's next because this was this was the one that everyone got mad okay, at Okay this last is time. the
0: one yeah Highlands is yes. 97 There you go everyone you happy? you happy You yeah. happy are you happy? You're going to eat your eggs and your like interminable Dylan monologue talking about nothing, talking about my heart's in the Highlands, talking about I'm at the, with talking to the waitress. She's talking about eggs. I'm talking highlands to the waitress. is, Highlands is important and it, it is, no, the, I, I'm not like, saying anything bad against it when I say that it's okay. a song that dwells on Dylan's order at a diner for yes, like a while.
1: A long time. It's the perfect way to end. Time out of mind, I think. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, absolute, no question. Because it's it's okay. an it's such a long album filled with so many kind of ups and downs and emotional kind of like right turn left turn bluesy kind of stuff uh you know kind of stick your head in an oven sort of stuff rock yeah. and roll sort of stuff and like at the end of it <laughs> rock we and just roll need...
0: you know rock and roll sticking your head in, in an oven i mean know. that's
1: that's standing in the doorway and that's uh that's cold iron bound. <laughs> standing um, in the oven <laughs> yeah <laughs> standing in the oven door standing uh, in the garage with <laughs> <laughs> with the exhaust <laughs> god <laughs> We, you need a little bit of levity on time out of mind and Highlands is that levity and and it's also the least I think it should be said the least swamped the least lanois of the songs on that record I think
0: I, I sort of feel like Highlands in some way is um it, it's it's not like a, a, a it's not so much levity as it is like after this long bender this long uh, disaster of a breakup that uh, that he's gone through and and it's uh, rebuilding and then falling apart again. He's uh just kind of dazed, and uh he's still walking to the next. He's still on to the ne- uh, another joint, but um he's just kind of like catatonic and right. yeah. He's like he's, in a dream of yeah, some sort, or like a dream a waking, about a waking sleep.
1: Not even a good dream.
0: Yeah, but his heart's in the highlands. It is a beautiful song. We should talk about it more, and we will have the opportunity to talk about this record more. Uh, within the next uh, some months uh, by the end of the year by year's if, end
1: if the rumor mill is to be believed
0: yeah there's gonna we'll be uh, some more highlands in everyone's life the highland hopefully. the price of highlands will go up yes hopefully
1: 96 another new appearance gotta be there
0: this is called water down love you don't want a love
3: that's pure you want to drown love You
2: want to water down
1: love. That's how we're going to announce all of the songs on the list from here on out. It's just like a really annoying and grating kind of like riff. You don't
0: want. I love that's pure. You want to drown love. You want to water down love. Love. It's watered down love. Watered down love. Shot of love. (laughs) (laughs) That's so stupid.
2: <laughs> uh, Water Down I,
0: Love from Shot of Love from 1981. Um, it's a song that feels like it went out the door without its pants on. It's a song that feels like it is not wearing uh, any makeup. It is a song that has uh, a cowlick. It is a song that has, uh, it, its necklace is not uh, clasped in the back, and its keys are left in the door, it and looks the like oven th- is on in yeah, the house.
1: <laughs> it looks like that puppet that you referenced, Mortimer Mortimer Snurd, or whatever. Yeah,
0: uh, it look, yeah this song was co-written by Mortimer Snurd. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: we're feeling ourselves here, folks. 95, Must Be Santa.
3: That's your Kennedy, Johnson, Nixon.
0: i was gonna be able to take a breath and it's like so i'm getting waterboarded it, it's just it's flames
1: it's flames after flames
0: i'm getting watered down boarded <laughs> right by our choices
1: <laughs> well it'll 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 temper out a little bit I towards the i feel like middle. i'm drowning but uh, this, this first 10 is a is a real just like boy
0: it's a it's a it's a potent it's a stiff drink yeah it's of a heaven's door
1: quite a quite a brew quite a potent brew Um, must Must be be santa must be santa it's great song (laughs) must be santa
0: that crazy polka version of must be santa that like rips so hard and no one can deny that no No. one can deny it the video is one of the best videos uh music videos of all time there's only there's still only like a crappy quality version of it even on the the official one yeah like 480p
1: or something which it doesn't a, even look as good as like Joker Man the, the no, video because like it, it was like at least Joker Man seemed like it was shot on film and then like de rezzed into VHS so it still has some crispness but this is just like shot on someone's like Sony Mini DV cam or said, something. You said
0: some crispness, but it sounded like you said it still has some Christmas. Some Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> this one has all the Christmas. Yeah, it's uh, must be Santa. It's got Santa, folks.
1: Uh, very important. It's honestly no no. Uh, I was gonna say no cap, but I'm not. You know, no cap. I'm not a zoomer.
0: Uh, no, you can say no cap, no cap,
1: right. no cap, uh, one of the most important songs in his discography. No question.
0: Actually, there is a cap, a little red Santa
1: cap,
0: <laughs> a little white ball on the end. So some cap
1: 94
0: political world, um, I live in a political world. <laughs> well, this is a song that used to be a joke. Uh, but now we know that it's good music It's good, and it's actually, um, you know, it, all it took was reading in Chronicles and actually like letting it sink in that. Oh, like Dylan didn't really mean like political necessarily. In terms well, of that's like, what he claims. Well, you know, I think that he means it in a broader sense. And um,
1: sure, we can give him a generous reading.
0: Yeah, I think it's a, a broader sense, just about uh, even if it was about politics. You know what they say? Everybody's always harping on about uh, you know everything's political. Everything mm-hmm. you do is political. Um, when you uh, when you when you buy a, a organic grapes, you're being political. Actually. Sure. When you decide not to um, go to a protest every single day in the city where you live, you're being political, and you are, and it's not a good look, sis. Mm-hmm. Actually, when
1: when you take a hot knife and you cut through cheese, you're being political.
0: You are because you're not thinking about the people who can't do that. Mm-hmm. That's right, <laughs> and the ways that you are using your uh, privilege privilege to, to buy to buy and just cut through cheap yeah let's leave that. Let's, yeah. okay political uh, world's good songs good music
1: political world uh 93 billy one a holdover
0: yeah. it's billy one from pat garrett and Billy. all McKay.
1: of these previous ones new additions to the list billy one
0: world from oh mercy by the way
1: yes billy one a holdover dropped 14 spots from 79 it's really good billy i love this song
0: Actually, I'm not to backtrack, but I don't think that knife cutting through cheese line made it into the song. It uh, didn't. It's so like take back that stupid riff we did about uh, cheese privilege. It was fucking terrible. Anyway, we should leave that on the cutting room floor. Just so I like that fit. line. Uh, it's a good line. All of
1: the corny lines that he references in in the o Mercy section of Chronicles that he cut, I I love all of them, and I think they should have been included.
0: They are good. Uh, Billy One is just that song about Billy. You know about how cool he is, how nice he is, of a guy, and um, I think it works. It convinces me.
1: Sure, there's guns across the river aiming at you,
0: trying to pound you.
1: <laughs> That's yeah. I I think there's a couple different verses.
0: Yeah, that that uh, really speaks to the sort of homoerotic undertones of the mm. film. Packard mm-hmm. and Billy the Kid. <laughs> there's these guns across the river, trying to pound you. Yeah. Your best friends trying to kill you and maybe fuck you. <laughs> you, don't <laughs> you don't Silvio,
1: people. silver okay. and gold. Buy back, buy back the beat, the of, a beat heart. of a heart.
0: Gone, gone cold.
1: Grown cold. 92. Grown
0: cold. Yeah, Silvio uh from down in the groove is the
1: initial uh, appearance of Bob Dylan and Robert Hunter's collaborations.
0: Yeah, one of my favorite. And folks,
1: if you if you listen to the Jokerman 32, you should know there's going to be a couple other Bob Dylan and Robert Hunter collaborations coming
0: up. Yeah, we didn't even like touch on that. But so if you don't know, it was uh, together through life was their uh, the sequel to the song. um, (laughs) Together um, through life is the sequel to Down in the Groove. It's it's the sequel to (laughs) Sylvia.
1: Well, it was Silvio and Ugliest Girl, but he, right. yeah, so Robert actually, Hunter had a credit yeah, on both of those. Yeah, that's
0: true, that uh, Together Through Life. It, he's talking about him and Robert Hunter together I guess, through life.
1: I guess My Wife's Hometown is actually the sequel to Ugliest Girl in the World.
0: My Wife's Hometown. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Silvio, Silver and Gold. That's right. This song rocks really hard for some reason. It's great. Know? Can't deny that.
1: 91, wigwam 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 a stunning 52 spot drop we had wigwam 39 before
0: okay i mean whatever no it's good i mean Still it's good. good i like it yeah it's gotta da be da on da there. Da da da.
1: it's a significant song
0: it's significant and it's got a good feel feels good to hear
1: absolutely beautiful vibe no question
0: speaking of beautiful vibes uh this is a song that I have had have had to defend with my life. I've had to fight tooth and nail mm. for this song to even be considered something that is worth saving, uh, taking out of the dumpster where you found it, where it's still alive, where someone just abandoned this song. Uh, it is Roll On John.
1: Roll On John.
0: A song that I think is quite sweet and poignant about uh, John Lennon and his untimely passing. And apparently, for no reason, whatever, everyone else in the world feels is a uh, bullshit cornball uh, exercise that deserves utter scorn. It's a dog. It's a dog of a song. <laughs> I think it's great. And, uh, I mean, instrumentally, I really think just, you listen to that intro, it's so beautiful and so delicate. Just when that faint tap on the ride symbol comes in. And right. And those... Little delicate plucks of,
2: ding, 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 ding,
0: ding, ding, it's mm-hmm. it's beautiful. Yeah. Like, like come on.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I didn't have Roland John on my on my one hundred. It should be noted again, just for the folks who missed this the first time. This is a like a sort of aggregated version of Evan and Mine's lists. So this is yeah, just shout just out one, to one Dave, single list Dave
0: Longstreth. This was kind of made through AI technology. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> the, the magic of math yeah um didn't have this on my own list but i knew it was going to be on evan so it would show up here and i feel like it it deserves to be there because it is a song that does get just a really like an undeserved amount of hate
0: yeah and it's not bad in fact it's quite good i think and it's in the tradition of lenny bruce it is in the tradition of lenny bruce absolutely
1: if anything like just forget about it just ignore it you don't like it that's fine but like it, it really does seem to be hold held out even amongst some of the heads as like Really, one of Bob's like unforgivable sins of his later career, and it doesn't—it just doesn't make sense. So I'm—I'm I'm glad that we, you know, can provide some counterbalance to that on the the scales of justice.
0: Yeah. At, by placing it at number ninety, number ninety.
1: <laughs> no, that's pretty good. I mean, listen, when this sure. when you got when you got this many songs, number ninety, pretty good. It's better than all along the watchtower.
0: Well, let's change it up. I feel a change coming on there at number go. 89. Back to uh, from, back to the Robert Hunter universe. Yeah, forgether, forgether, together together. Thr- <laughs> together through life. Together through life. One of the greatest collaborations in Dylan's discography.
1: The Together Through Life record.
0: The Together Through Life album <laughs> was uh it was a disappointment. <laughs> but many people who heard it, they uh they felt uh they felt who there was a natural uh, connection between mm-hmm. these two songwriters mm-hmm. uh, i think that uh i feel the change coming on is quite funny it's part of the change trilogy of course can't uh, well quadrilogy. the change
1: quadrilogy that we need to amend but we'll uh, we'll get we'll get to that later okay uh
0: fuck uh <laughs> yeah i feel the change coming on you know it's the in the last part of the day is is, all, is almost gone is that mm-hmm.
1: right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I think that's right. You're the you're the together through life scholar here, so I'm not going to pretend to know more than you.
0: Um, one of the finest songs uh, of 2009. 2009,
1: yeah. This this one right up there with My Girls and um, Two Weeks and Beta yeah. uh, Orca. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That whole uh, you know headband indie rock uh, scene, really yeah, the high know.
1: water mark of the pit, you know the or like pitchfork one kind of indie. Yeah, scene. Sorry,
0: the American Apparel uh, you know, ads. Yeah, the disco thing. the disco pant. Uh, I am trying so hard not to use that term indie sleaze, which mm. I think is kind of just like I don't get yeah. it.
1: No, yeah, it's effective shorthand. Yeah,
0: whatever. Yeah, the, the
1: four for- the four hottest indie records of two thousand nine: Meriwether Post Pavilion, Beta Orca, Vecatimist. Together Through Life. <laughs> yep. 88 <laughs> um, <clears throat> Copper Kettle. One
0: Great of the song. more b- beautiful songs beautiful on song. Self-Portrait. It's just like way... N- <laughs> it's one of those ones on Self-Portrait where it's like, well, if you had this and you bon. had all the tired horses and you had Wigwam, like, it's bon. those... There's a few that feel like so absurdly polished and um, final and like amazing in their execution mm-hmm. and then there's just like a ton of sawdust all yeah. around it <laughs> <Just> <laughs> which like, we like which we which love about good. it which is good yeah I mean it's just like, this <laughs> all the is songs one of those... about
1: little Sadie that's the sawdust yeah the, like,
0: the two different songs about little Sadie I think entire, it's like three like, or four songs about little Sadie and uh, both, Alberta's, <laughs> and, uh, both and, Albertas and just Days of 49 which is you know y- you feel like you like seven minutes long it <laughs> <are so laughs> sings old. the same
1: verse over and By over
2: again it, yeah <laughs>
3: in the days of old in the days
0: Of old in the days of 49 Days of old in the days ago Did that make the 100 last time No In the days of 49 days of 49 Anyway Copper Kettle is about you know uh bootleg uh whiskey or, or moonshine hey, Moonshine There we go
1: It's yeah. a little bit of a uh, little bit of heaven's door right there Well it's about moonshine I guess. No Um 87 a song that wasn't like Somehow was not on the list last time. Making up for it here. It should probably even be higher, although... It you know, should be higher. Everything but should be it's higher. Okay. It's okay. It's
0: okay. Senior. It's senior, yeah. Senior. 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 Senior.
1: Can you tell me where we're headed? Lincoln County Road or Armageddon?
0: This place don't make sense to me. This list don't make sense to me no <laughs> I think it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, uh... I think Senor, we've talked a lot about Senor lately. Uh, Check out the episode with Tiff Siegfrieds where I wax poetic about Senor for way too long. Uh, It's a song that is uh, good and it actually has a lot of emotional weight. It's not just like a boring trudge. It is a song about, uh, uh, it has some pathos and some uh, deep uh, feeling in there. No question, no question. About alienation, about trying to make it through a, a desolate world. Yeah. an
1: essential kind of like uh uh note of uh, i guess you call it acid or maybe umami in the street legal kind of palette cuz you don't get a lot along these lines in street legal but señor where it is it was something that i mistakenly believed was sort of a momentum a killer a vibe yeah. stopper initially have come to to you know recognize my mistake absolutely no, it's, a vibe, be there. it's a
0: spin zone it's where the vibe gets spun
1: exactly exactly number 6 on the record going to go into the last, the you know, the back third and uh, kind of shape things up there. But it's, you know, it's great. Senor. Senor.
0: Yeah. Senor. Senor. Tales of Yankee Power. Senor. That's the subtitle. Um, speaking of like really weird, obscure, like what does that mean? Uh, the song is next is I Dreamed I Saw St. Augustine, mm. uh, which uh, is one that you, I think, had on your list. And I don't think I did.
1: Think so, yeah. Uh, I think we, we you and I have different kind of favorites from John Wesley Harding. Yeah, um, that's true. Yeah, there's one we that we really ag- it, there's one that we really agree on, and we'll touch on that later. But uh, but beyond that, I think we we each see different things in this record. Um, Dream Dust, Saint Augustine, just one of the most beautiful recordings in his entire discography. One of the most beautiful lyrics, I think. I, like it's 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 such a simple and I think it's like three verses long. Just like so sh- simple, so short, so easy to digest, and yet. There's so much there to like, kind of chew on, and when you think about the fact that the man was like 25, 26 when he wrote this song, it's yeah, that's crazy. It's amazing. Like this sounds makes sense. Like if you if you had this lyric on "Rough and Rowdy Ways" and was done in the "Rough and Rowdy Ways" style, you know, with the voice, with the van, with everything, like it would make sense. Like it 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 feels like it has the wisdom of the ancients within it. It does. It was a guy who would be at fucking you know. In, in the
0: cave with King Solomon. King Solomon, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, or King David, or whatever the hell he was talking about. He's the Solomon. Ancient of Days, as Van Morrison would say. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the Youth of a Thousand Summers. Uh, okay. <laughs> tonight, I'll be staying here with you from... Uh, it just says from the bootleg series volume five. That's
1: the key. That's the difference here. Dropped sixty-eight spots. It was number seventeen last time, which feels like a way over over high ranking.
0: This was so um, necessary. Us doing this, like that's this is just proof positive. We're correcting the record here. Well, we're changing it. <laughs> yeah,
1: Correct. let's let's go with correcting. I think that's okay. the better way to go. Yeah. Um, but, uh, it should be noted 1975 version first song on the uh, bootleg series five, uh, from the, uh, the rolling thunder, that iconic.
0: It's great. Yeah, it That's is great. Version. It's good. I no love question. it. 84. Saved. I was blinded by the devil. Born (laughs) already ruined. Bone, uh... Stone cold dead as I stepped out of the womb. By his grace I have been touched, by his word I have been healed, by his hand I've been delivered, by his spirit I've been sealed, I've been saved. Wow,
1: that's I could not have done that myself. That's impressive. By the Good. blood
0: of the <laughs> <life>. <laughs> I guess I like this song because I've work. been able to do that for some reason.
1: Yeah, I that's this is this is a you one, this is not a me one. But you yeah. know, I like I like it being here. It's a new yeah. new addition to the list. Same. Whatever
0: part of my brain that remembers that is the part that has been converted to Christianity. <laughs> Part of me believes enough to remember (laughs) that first stanza. Uh,
1: Another one. Next one, 83. Another one from you.
0: It's Hazel. Hazel. Dirty blonde hair. Hazel. I think Hazel is just like such a... a, I mean, when we were including stuff from Planet Waves, like you said on a night like this is sort of the classic example of this record. But I kind of feel like it's all this type of stuff. Like Hazel and like... You Angel You and and uh, Something There Is About You is almost one I wanted to add. I did have Tough Mama on my list Tough and Going, Mama. Going, Gone. Um, this song is just, I don't know. I feel like Planet Waves, a uh, sort of big, uh, uh, what would I say? It's, I think, an upset or like a sleeper uh, candidate for actually the horniest horny- Bob record. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, wedding we, song. Well, we realized, yeah, wedding, he's very horny, right. um, you know, in a spiritual sense. Uh, he, uh, on the back you know, of the record, he talks about dicks and pussies. And, That's right. Um, so he he actually, this is his most mature record about uh, uh, getting, uh, about fucking.
1: Wanting to pipe someone down.
0: Wanting to blow the back out of Hazel <laughs> just uh, looking to bust <laughs> because there's something about her and I'll stop when I about Forever Young because we don't want to get into that
1: yeah alright we don't want to go into Pizzagate
0: territory here no <laughs> um, it's, it's it's not that's not what this is about you know that song's about a, the spiritual sense of being uh, youthful forever in mm-hmm. your, the youth of a thousand summers as Van Morrison would say I keep referencing that song and I realize you don't even know what the fuck I'm talking no about no idea what you're talking about Could be made up as far as I know. In a sense, it was. But, but, (laughs) I guess all these were made up, weren't they? 82 when he returns. So, this Uh, was a a you pick. This was me.
1: Yeah, got to be on there. It's dropped 24 spots from uh, previous. It was 58 before. I feel like that was probably an overrank. 82, I think, feels right. Uh, You know, it's just, it really is like a perfect kind of grace, note of grace to end Slow Train On, which is a record that we've talked about. You know quite a bit, but it is uh, you know so full of just venom and bitterness and, and vinegar, and um, uh, and and it being Bob's first kind of you know steps into the Christian you know or, or at least explicitly Christian kind of arena, you know that there's something kind of at odds there that he's so angry and and um, outwardly aggressive. Uh, when he's supposed to be, you know, compelled by
0: the, the spirit of the Lord to be. Christ, well, he—he's mad at his past self. He's mad at everybody who he
1: was is, so blind. But if you know, you're really embracing the Lord, the Lord Christ, you—you you, you would expect a spirit of forgiveness and understanding and compassion, and that's what you get on when he returns, I think. Um, and um, so it's—it's a really nice kind of moment of uh, you know, centering, uh, you know, yourself sure. in in the world, and on top of that, just musically speaking.
0: One of the greatest Bob Dylan vocal performances. Beautiful,
1: striking Bob, Bob performance. Vocally, uh, just a, a, a piano. It's like it can't be more perfect, I think. Um, yeah, it's a
0: powerhouse. It's like the one you show someone who's like, Bob Dylan can't sing. It's like maybe you just don't like the sound of it, but he's like uh, singing his uh, ass off. Yeah. yeah,
1: the man is one of the greatest singers of all time. No question.
3: Can I cast it aside? All this loyalty and this pride. Will I ever learn That there'll be no peace That the world won't cease Until he returns
0: Yeah, one of the
1: greatest singers uh 81 death is not the end uh sort of of, christian kind of uh material
0: well sleeper hit also like death is not the end is on down in the groove but it was originally written during the uh and recorded at least during the infidel sessions Mm -hmm. that's why we included it on our three-star uh version of infidels which i think it it fits perfectly on and uh don't let the trappings of down in the groove uh fool you don't don't get uh don't throw the baby out with the groove because this is a good (laughs) song it's good music and it is a it's a really interesting and um plaintive uh i mean nick cave covered it also right yeah Uh, i think so yeah it's like a nick cave song yeah. And it's it almost is almost now.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's almost best to think of Death is, or excuse me, not, uh, not Death is Not the End, but um, Down in the Groove as like a proto-bootleg series almost because it really is sort of just a collection of odds and ends. It's got a bunch yeah, of infidels yeah. leftovers. It's got a bunch of covers. It's got a couple Robert Hunter collaborations. It's just like... It's you know, it wasn't like a fully kind of conceived record the way that blood was or street legal was, oh, or, oh, love was or, or, something. or
0: self-portrait was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, for that matter, it's like if we are talking up self-portrait as much as we are, maybe we should be a little bit more generous to uh, down in the groove. It's just the self-portrait of the 80s, perhaps.
1: There you go. All right.
0: But uh, New Morning is not like that. It's different. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh,
1: number 80. I'll let you take the reins here.
0: Beyond Here Lies Nothing from Together Two Life. Uh, Up
1: 17 spots, a skyrocketing jump in the rankings. It was 97 before number 80 here.
0: I mean, the the simple fact is that this song goes, and if you listen to it, it's just like uh, one of these prime examples of latter period uh, Dylan uh, working with his frequent collaborator Jack Frost Mm -hmm. and really just putting out a hot, a white hot record. Uh, with this song, uh, it is it is full of attitude, and it's it's so cool.
1: It is very cool, and the music video also I think plays a very important role in that. It just like gives it a, a a really essential kind of texture. I think that makes me appreciate the song itself much more.
0: Yeah, and one of those ones with just the absolute most iconic like first five seconds. Like it's just it's that. accordion
1: mode, folks. We're in bam, we're bam, in. Bam, bam, bam. We're in the David Hidalgo universe. Iconic. Number 79, Ring the Bells. Yeah. It says Bootleg Series Volume 8. This should definitely just be O Mercy.
0: It's from O Mercy.
1: Yeah, I don't know why it says that. Um, Ring the Bells has dropped 52 spots from number 27. Um, I think that's fine. I, th- I think that I, I, uh, this actually follows up uh, quite a bit on the uh, the conversation we had on the last episode, The Jokerman 32, not to be confused with The Jokerman 100. Uh, the appreciation for Oh Mercy increasing because of an increasing appreciation for other songs on this record besides just Most of the Time and Ring the Bells. So there's going to be a couple other Oh Mercy songs on this list. We already saw Political World, for instance. That was a new edition. Ring the Bells is still an amazing song, beautiful vocal take beautiful kind of um restraint i guess i would say from uh, our boy Dan Lan uh, he he really did not swamp this one up too much he he kind of let bob take the reins here it's just him and the piano really for the most part um and uh focusing attention on the investment that he has bob has in the in the vocals and the delivery um he did mention something in you know mercy which i found was interesting you remember that he said something like Uh, breaking down the distance between right or wrong like that phrasing seemed incorrect to him right he wanted to say like breaking down the distance between right and wrong or or something like that I forget what but it it was interesting Um, still a great song ring them bells
0: yeah uh, it's not one of my favorite favorites uh, from that record but it's uh, it's
1: good it's good it's great Seventy-eight, another one for me. I know, honest with me, love and theft. You're gonna see a lot of lot of love and theft on this one, folks, uh, as you should, because that was number one on my list. That was number what was that? Three on yours? Two, three?
0: I don't know. Wait, love <laughs> and the- Oh, love and theft, the album? Yeah, the record. I think it was two. Yeah,
1: it was yeah two or three. Someone on Twitter was already like. Can you please give me a written version of Evans' list? I don't <laughs> it was, understand. It was two
0: or three, but it was it was high up there. I was listening to it today. I love that album. It's and it, honest know. with me is that like it's it's kind of just the craziest one in a way on that album. It's like just full on. There's kind of like a dance rock beat almost. Sure, sure.
1: Anticipating like dance punk or something like that. it sounds like uh, you know yeah. you, could, you could vision you can envision the Rapture covering it or something yeah. like
0: that. Yes. I think when we said that we would like people to cover certain Dylan songs, I I voted for um for parquet Courts to cover yes, Honest yeah. With Me. Damn, that would fucking could, rock. It would no be question. really good. It would be really good. Damn. All right. Yeah.
1: If if you're listening out there, Andrew Savage, please. Uh number seventy seven, new edition from the Street Legal Universe. This was one of your choices here.
0: Yeah, true love tends to forget. I feel like we just talked this one up a lot, and uh, deservedly so. It's, um... Love. I, I went into infinity True and back love. Again. Yeah. True love. It's a lot of... Uh, to forget. A lot of heart <clears throat> feeling in, in this one.
1: I'm not going to turn my nose up at anything from Street Legal.
0: Yeah, no, you're not.
1: Happy to hear it. 76, it's that million-dollar bash.
0: Ooh, baby.
1: Next one. <laughs> yeah. 75. Uh, ain't going to go to hell for anybody. One that we, uh, uh, I think you left off your list initially, but we had to make room. Yeah. For it I just it's forgot. Just,
0: I mean, but that's, that was just a mistake. Obviously. One of the
1: great, one of the great songs.
0: Yeah. ain't gonna. It's not on a record, but it is uh, one of the powerhouse and uh, just barn burner live performances of the whole uh, uh, time and uh, of the never ending tour and whatnot. It's, I guess maybe it's pre. No, it's pre. Never. It ending. It's pre. Never ending. But yeah, yeah. Uh, live.
1: You know, one yeah, you know, one of the absolute ass kickers on on the live version. There's two versions of it on the uh, on that uh, Trouble No More set, and either one are great. I think the first one is probably the first one that shows up sequentially is is the one. It's that kind we, of one uh, of these, dig, uh, but it's
0: it's one of those songs like from that period. A lot of them can kind of be like a little hard to take because they're so aggressive. Like so. So spiky. Mm. And this one is kind of the most fun because it kind of lets you in on that. It's so Yeah, it leans relatable. into it. Exactly. It, and it, it's like I can really I can feel that too. Like I'm not gonna I don't wanna just like be roped in with whatever the hell you're doing. Like I know what I wanna do. It's just it's kind of like lizard brain, <laughs> but uh it's so good.
1: It rocks. The drum the drum kit on that. I, I, don't, I guess I don't know if that oh, was Keltner. Keltner I, I think th- it was. it Keltner? Because it was 1980. I know who was on the 81 tour. I don't know if he was yeah. on the 80. Well, someone's he, tearing it up. Yeah, whoever it is back there is just. Speaking absolutely of dance rock, it's it's like they
0: literally it. sound like like LCD Sound System in their yeah. prime. <laughs> like, it's it's uh, good music. Good music. Uh, 74. This one dropped a lot. Dropped didn't it? 55 spots. Wow. i to let the you take the reins here. <laughs> The price of paint has gone way down. Uh, the uh, masterpiece. Uh, when I paint my masterpiece. When I paint
1: my masterpiece.
0: It is a masterpiece. I
1: think this kind. was like literally number one or two on your list last time.
0: Yeah, it's. Um, Tell us what's happened
1: in the in the ensuing eleven months.
0: Well, um, I don't know. It just became kind of like an old chestnut that just kept being an old chestnut that had mm. a little dust on the chestnut. And uh, he's
1: playing it every night. Uh, like he's played it every single show of the rough and rowdy tour. I think maybe,
0: maybe that's why it's, um, it's lost a little bit of its pizzazz even mm. because it's like, I it used to be like a special little thing that I could, I could, I could look at that chestnut and I could admire it. And now, um, you know, it's everyone's, it's everyone's chestnut mm. and you know, that's good. And it's as it should be because it's a great song, but, uh, I'm not going to say chestnut again.
1: Okay. (laughs) That's fair. Uh, number 73, another one of your choices from John Wesley Harding. It's It's John, John John Wesley Harding.
0: Harding. Uh, you know, it's just a song about a cool guy who might also (laughs) be God or something. Mm. That's like what my read on it was and maybe still is. Uh, it's just a, it's one of the, it's so catchy and buoyant. It's, um, it really sets the tone of that record. Like, uh, it it sets the pace. Yeah, what I love about a, a really free, it's just a, uh, yeah, it it it's so fun. What
1: what I love about John Wesley Harding is like, you you can't tell how seriously to take it or how like, um, uh, how much significance it's supposed to have because it's the title of the record, right? It's the first song on the record, so you assume, and it sounds like this, which is a way just fucking different dimension then Blonde on Blonde, where we last left him. So you think, oh, this has got to have some sort of significance, right? There's got to be something, there's got to be something here. He's got to be saying something with this song, with this record. And you listen to it, it's like less than three minutes long. You just talking about a cowboy, and that's it.
0: Well, sort of.
1: But is he? Yeah, well, but that's exactly the thing, right? Like, is he or isn't he? Like, and there's still no answer here. And I think he he mentioned in, maybe it was Chronicles, maybe it was one of the interviews that we, we read with Will, um, but he mentioned like, I'm just gonna fuck with people. I'm just gonna call this record John Wesley Harding and make them think that that song has some sort of like super deep significance, even though the guy's name wasn't even John Wesley Harding. It was John Wesley Hardin. It's, it's just, like, it, it's uh, it, it's a really significant. Uh, it's it's a perfect kind of illustration of who this guy is and what he was going to do for the ensuing half decade after this. Um, really kind of one of the initial, uh, fake outs on his part.
0: It's a great song. Or or is it?
1: Well, or is it 72, 72. This is like one of your favorites but this it's is many. me this has dropped 43 spots so here's a perfect example just like see things change and mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that i don't think there's anything ashamed uh, to be ashamed of with like this was a song that was at 29 before it's at 72 this time might go down between yeah. here and next year might go up who knows i shall be released the budokan version still beautiful still fantastic still one of the greatest i think like just actual lyrics on a, like, words on a page kind of things that Bob has ever done. Um, but it's just not one that I'm feeling quite as much these days. Um, and there's there's nothing wrong with that. You know, the, what what's so great about a discography like Bob's is it's so deep and so varied, and if you have fucked yourself up enough and come along on the ride enough with us to be familiar with all of it, you know, you can kind of just... Sometimes it's the season. It's the year for a certain song or a certain vibe or a certain record. Sometimes it isn't. And I Shall Be Released was with me. It was really, you know, just like set my mind on fire, like the first whole year of this show and this project. And since then, it's it's still fantastic. still sounds amazing. It's, it's got, got chestnut syndrome. It's yeah, got... exactly. It's, it's my version of, of Masterpiece, exactly.
0: Well, I think that the next song, 71... Uh, we both this maybe is where a little bit of a turn is happening because I don't think that we're like bored of a lot of these songs after this point maybe but maybe we'll see maybe we'll, we'll see <laughs> but it's it, it, this one might be a little low if you see her say hello say hello
1: I think that I think this is exactly where it should be this is a new addition to the list this one was not on not on the list last time whatsoever what
0: the fuck I'm literally there's like three helicopters one of them is one of those ones with two what there's four there's like two of those giant helicopters with like two helicopter blades
1: well yeah it's cuz Joe Brandon is there this, this J-
0: week. oh they're military helicopters yeah he's it looks uh, like halo like literally it's a fucking halo over my house like yeah four, Brandon is doing some sort of speech military. down
1: in downtown oh, no. so you're just a couple ways a couple miles away from the big man himself so,
0: so that sound you're hearing is Joe Brandon getting uh, Airlifted.
1: Airlift. fortunately air i can't hear it and if i can't hear it i assume the listeners can't hear it but
0: okay well if you if you listen really closely you'll hear uh, like hey jack good, good job <laughs> on the podcast good job on the podcast we jack. gotta get
1: we gotta get joe on
0: yeah uh we gotta get we have to get joe biden on <laughs> the podcast yeah. joe
1: joe's favorite record is definitely together through life there's no question
0: Yeah, well, his his favorite is probably whatever one was uh, out like the the year that his brain. Uh, yeah, so it's probably t- yeah, 2009. 2009, exactly. That the year he right. got
1: into the White House initially. What, what was that song? I There were so many Together through Life songs on your initial run of this list that, like, I thought, what was that one? Life is bad, life is hard uh, or something? Life is hard, yeah. I thought that was a fake song when I saw it initially. <laughs> so it's I a real song. completely yeah. out of my mind, 100%. <laughs>
3: still i've lost the and will can't tell
0: you where they went. i just know what
3: they made.
0: you know you could think about the ones that he co-writes with um robert hunter as kind of being like co-written with joe brandon <laughs> Like, uh, what are the things that he adds to the mix? Is like down boulevards of broken cars, right. uh, Or like uh, my wife's hell is my wife's hometown. Yeah,
1: my old, the old lady, the old <laughs> the old yeah. ball and chain back home.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that that song that was cut from the record about uh, about uh, knife fights in or uh, Delaware. Yeah,
1: Wilmington, Delaware.
0: Uh, anyway, if you see Her Say Hello, is a 71. beautiful song. <laughs> yeah, it's a great song. <clears throat> no Time to Think is next. Uh, you know, a song that has... Uh, w- w- you like it because it's on uh, street legal.
1: Street Yeah, anything that's on street legal, I'm going to be happy with. This one went up. This was, uh, this was 78 before. This is 70 this time. I think that's exactly right. It's a very stupid song, but it's so much fun, so compelling, so musically sort of driving. I think it's a perfect sort of exemplar of the strength of the street legal vibe, band, spirit, whatever. Um, you know, the the that horn that just kind of takes you th- all the way through the song from beginning to end. So striking. Lyrically, like, who gives a shit? It's just, it rocks to hear Bob say all of these things. Patriotism, socialism, materialism, whatever. It's so much fun.
0: Alcoholism. Alcoholism, is, that's speaking right. Speaking of which, I'd I like to get an, another beer. So why don't you start talking about uh the next song I Contain Multitudes.
1: I Contain Multitudes. Sixty nine. Number sixty-nine. Not gonna reference the number for all you pedants out there. Uh you know, this one's gone up twenty five spots. Was it ninety-four before? Makes sense. You know, I contain multitudes, one of the great songs from Rough and Rowdy Ways, not the greatest song on Rough and Rowdy Ways. We'll get there eventually, but at the moment it's uh it's it's going up. Rough and rowdy ways. It's great stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what you said because I was going to get a beer, but I, uh, I think that it, this song is again. We can't really. We're too close to it to really fully appreciate everything about well, rough and rowdy ways. Yeah. Because Ooh,
1: let's let's, uh, let's you know we got some rough and rowdy ways to go. So let's not yeah, say well, we can't we, appreciate the other stuff.
0: Well, there's a lot of time uh, that we will be spending soon, more intimate time with these songs.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, I, I do agree. I mean, it, it is just, it really is like amazing, right? Like I know it's mm-hmm. its like trite to say, but like we're, we got, I contain multitudes here. A 2020 release after the whole fucking pandemic started, we're, it's on this same list with John Wesley Harding. Or with uh, Saint Augustine, it's like it's 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 almost mind boggling. Or drifting some, too far from shore. Or drifting too far from shore. That the, these songs, yeah, this great music from such different, just fucking worlds, right? When when Lyndon ben, Lyndon Baines Johnson was in office, up until Brandon himself, it's just it's so. I, I don't know. I mean, it's it it's obvious, it's apparent on its face, but it's still when like when you really take a second to to think about it and contextualize it, it's it's unprecedented. Agreed. Bob Dylan's eighty-one years old. Uh, <coughs> sixty-nine, sixty-eight. We can maybe hit these both out. Excuse me, sixty-eight, sixty-seven. We can maybe bang these both out together. One of these is mine. One of these is yours. Mm-hmm. Both They're from, both love, from and love and Theft.
0: High Water, water me. for me. Charlie Patton and Lonesome, Lonesome Day, Day blues, blues for you. Uh, I like Lonesome Day Blues a lot because it's the motherfucking blues. That's true. It's, it's blues music, and it's uh really fun. Actually, it's, it's like uh, it's very. It's full of jokes. And gags and goofs and spoofs, um, it's it's just a, a rollicking good time.
1: Uh, the same goes for me on uh, High Water for Charlie Patton.
0: Mm-hmm. Kind of feels like uh, it's, it, that one's like cinematic. It has that like rumbling uh, timpani or whatever the hell. Exactly
1: the Italian, the Irishman, and the Jew. Sixty-six, ISIS Bootleg Series Volume five, 1975. This dropped sixteen spots from before. We know Isis, Rolling Thunder. You don't need to hear us talk about it again. It's great. Cocaine brain, it's beautiful. 65, Shelter from the Storm. From the Storm. Blood on the Tracks dropped a stunning 54 spots. Yeah, well, you know. um, I think we fucked up on this one, probably. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah, probably. I think I, I... would you want to make a switch last minute here? Yeah,
1: I mean, I think I think let's just leave it as it no, is and let people be mad at us.
0: Okay, yeah. Then let's not. We've got. Listen,
1: we we're going to come back to this again next year. We've got we got something to correct by then. Yeah, it's great. We'll just
0: it'll we'll be the same, but we move this one up a couple. Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. This this one will be in the top ten, and everything else is the same. Um, you know, I mean, it's great. It's shelter. What are you? It's it's, it's amazing. Um, yeah, it was, a, it, was on, on. it was eleven last. It
0: was <laughs> eleven. Jesus. Mm. We were so serious then. We were yeah. uh, so much older then.
1: Yeah, we're younger than that now. 64, uh, another slow train track. This is one of yours. This is a new edition. I believe in you.
0: Yeah, this one has been uh, kind of on my mind since we were uh, watching that 93 thing with Sinead O'Connor performing it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and the performances of it that Bob did were just like, I don't know. I think it's one of the sweetest and most sincere uh, songs from the Christian period where. It's it's like you're listening in on this conversation between him and God or him and Jesus, uh, and he's he's just you're you're able just to hear this relationship, and it's it really reveals so much about him and about the the trouble that it brings to bring that into your life. Where you're like
1: trouble, trouble,
0: trouble. <laughs> yeah, the, nothing, nothing but trouble. But tra- Uh, so uh, it's like a very sweet and beautiful song. Just even just musically, I love it a lot. Yeah, it's and you should listen to the Sinead O'Connor version. It's like a a real heart. Heart melter.
1: Really is amazing, yeah. It's and it's the you know as we talked about on the Patreon uh, for the 30th anniversary concert. You, know, you freeloaders out there might not have heard it, but uh, she didn't actually get to perform it at the 30th anniversary well, show. Well, get she, to.
0: I mean, she decided not to as a uh,
1: protest. Well, she was getting booed off the stage. I mean, you, see if you're in Madison Square Garden and you got twenty thousand people booing at you, you might you might do something similar. Uh, but the, no, but the, it's because she
0: decided to sing something else. Whatever. No, she um, walked
1: off the stage because of the fucking SNL. You know. Karen the Pope thing uh, anyways, it's a rehearsal of I Believe in You it's great uh, the, the original album track also great the 81 version from the uh, Trouble No More maybe my favorite version of I Believe in You it's like the third or fourth song on that live set from London with Keltner on the drums the band is just on fire that whole night
3: Headway.
0: with that great harmonica solo or is that that is isn't it? Mm, is it what is that
1: i don't know i mean i like are you thinking what can i do for you what can i do you? for you yeah, yeah you might be thinking what can I do which for
0: we you. should have put on this list
1: <clears throat> is it not is it not on the list i don't think it is what uh damn it wasn't all right well that's a bungle
0: yeah that's a big mistake
1: joe bungler right there but um, you put
0: you put a different one that i didn't think needed to be uh you know Put no. a different Christian one on.
1: But. We'll fix it next year.
0: Yeah, whatever.
1: Uh, what's next? <laughs> what is next? Where do we leave that? I believe in you. This is another one of yours, sixty-four. This is a new edition. Yeah, what you love. claim is the best song from the Desire recording series.
0: I I agree. That's what you said. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, uh, I I think uh, I was I was shown the uh, this song uh, by uh, uh, a friend a friend of the pod, Peter Shear. Uh, who I think this is his favorite song. I think I've said that before, and I think he's right. It's like uh, it's so strong and catchy, and it it has everything I, that is good to me about the sound of desire. Hmm. But it's got uh, I don't know for some reason it's just got the juice more than than I feel the other ones do. It's like it feels like it actually has some leftover feeling from. Blood on the Tracks, but it's being done with that Desire sound. With the Desire vibe. Sure. That, that's
1: exactly, And that's exactly what it is. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, which is,
0: like, of course that's going to be amazing.
1: Yeah. Which, as we've talked about on Desire, you know, it's Bob's reaction against Blood on the Tracks, Abandoned Love. A
0: little. Or it's just like a counterpoint to it, but it makes you wonder, like, imagine what if he had done Blood on the Tracks with, like, a band like that. Right. Like well, that kind of material. I mean... I don't know, just interesting to think about. But in Inter- yeah, Love it's a thought exercise. is so good. It's
1: good. Um, <clears throat> yeah, in Love. Uh, 62,
0: up we're 22 get, we're spots. We're getting into the first time we're talking about this type of song.
1: That's right. Why Try to Change Me Now, Shadows in the Night, 2015, up from 84 to 62. One of Bob's greatest songs, there's no question. Greatest
0: recordings,
1: uh, greatest recording, yeah, absolutely, and I mean, I, I really do think it's important to sort of just. I mean, we've we've emphasized this, you know, enough already. <laughs> Certainly with your ranking of Triple at number one, which has set the internet ablaze. <laughs> it has. Uh, it's.
0: It's honestly, I think it's. We can get into it later.
1: Yeah. Um. But it's, it's contextualizing the the covers of Bob. That Bob has performed and put out on records within his own original, you know, uh, songwriting contributions, and and kind of putting them on an even playing field, I think, is so important, and it's it's part of what I think we have tried to do with this show, and that is something genuinely. I mean, we're not trying to do it because it is different than what's come before, but I, I think that is one of the the strengths of our approach towards things is like just treating it all as uh, they're Bob Dylan songs. He sang them, he put them out on a Bob Dylan record. It's a Bob Dylan song, whether or not he wrote it. And Why Try to Change Me Now is just such a, such an essential kind of recording on Shadows, so indicative or representative uh, of that entire kind of spirit and mood. Uh, you know, it's just, it's uh, the, the same way as um, On a Night Like This, if that's going to sum up all of Street, or not Street Legal, uh, Planet Waves for us, I think Why Try to Change Me Now could do the same for Shadows.
0: Yeah, it's like, a, it, it is probably the best song on that record.
1: Well, not Maybe. according to this list, okay. <laughs> but we'll get there momentarily. That's one of them. Uh, one of them, absolutely. Sixty-one, uh, up thirty spots from nineteen, or excuse me, from ninety-one last yeah. time. This was one of yours. Yeah, you can this, is of, this is interesting. This <laughs>
0: is the price of love is going up. Price of love's going up. Make you feel my love. This is, is interesting to me. Sixty-one. Why is it interesting?
1: Because it, it's this is one that I always think of as kind of on the dirt road blues million miles kind of uh, really ranking of of time out of mind yeah no yeah? this
0: one is different than those
1: well I know it's different lyrically but it, it is one that I like there's there's like a clear like five song kind of like absolute championship pantheon on time out of mind and everything else is below that and this mm. is one that I think is below that but clearly you don't feel the same so no, laid on me.
0: Well, I just think it's a a perfect love song. Like it's it. If we were talking uh, not that long ago about Dylan being like in awe of Paul McCartney and like how can he just write these songs that are like he can just do that like off the top of his head and just make like a perfect song, uh, a perfect melody and and I think that this song achieves this this thing that sometimes is elusive for Bob Dylan where he's just trying to make a song like the ones that he really likes that are just like radio, uh, songs he knows from the radio from like growing up in like the 50s, just timeless ballads. Mm. And Mm. this one, I feel like it could have, like if you told anyone on earth that this was written in 1945 or 50 or any whatever, it's like, sure. Yeah, this could be from anywhere, anytime. It's just like a perfect immortal ballad and a lot of people will look at that and go oh it's just trite it's like anyone could write this but i don't know i mean certain lyrics in it too are just like i mean i'd go crawling down the avenue and just the sincerity that with which he delivers them if you believe the lyric if you give it some weight it is a profound kind of a a message I, i think it's great
1: yeah all right I feel that I, I I do think that the um,
0: especially in the context of that record, right. where which it has which has standing in the doorway on it, where like this is the other side of that coin. It's like, and and yet I would I would still do it all again. Right.
1: I do think that some of the covers of this song have sort of unjustly kind of dinged it. In a lot of people's rankings, Adele and yeah. Rod Stewart, obviously, are, are I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to litigate any of their, either of their artistic well, but merits right now. That
0: speaks to the effectiveness of the song. That well, that, song that's, that's that exactly that what I was going to say, wanna... is that it
1: seems like the type of song, if, if you're saying it's this sort of like classical kind of romantic sentiment, it makes sense that that artists like that, Adele and Rod Stewart, who have made their entire careers on classical romantic sentiments, Would cover that and so, you know, the Bob fans out there might think, eh, this is corny shit. Mm. When in fact, you know, there's
0: there's some discourse about this on like Bob Twitter recently. I know. Yeah, I think definitely Dylan posted something about it. And some people were saying one thing, some people were saying the other, and um, I'm saying the other. I'm saying it's good.
1: All right, fair enough. (sighs) Number sixty, forever young planet wave, slow version. It's actually gone up. That went up. That's, That's Cause, weird. Because we dropped, when we were doing this list. We we adjusted our aggregated version a little bit. We nipped and tucked it. Uh, we dropped it like quite a few spots, and yet it still somehow has gone up six spots from our previous version. That's fine. Mm. Forever young. You know, you don't need sure. Jokerman to come to to, to come to the defense of Forever Young. No, it's not what we're here for. Moving on. Fifty nine. New edition. This is another one of yours from Love and Thefts.
0: Oh, sugar baby, the closer of love and theft. I I find I like it. uh, Yeah, I I like I like the uh, I like the song a lot, and it's like really. It took a long time for me to start to see this album, see like what. It's still a little bit elusive, like what this album means. Hmm. Not that it means any one thing, but just like the arc of it ending with this song, it feels like this song is kind of. I don't know it it's um I think of love and theft as like a more metaphysical follow up to um to time out of mind mm-hmm. in a way where um I mean time out of mind is plenty metaphysical on some levels, but maybe meta textual is the better way to put it, where mm-hmm. love and theft is kind of like it it's he's seen it all and he's still going it's kind of like sugar baby just has this kind of eerie um i don't know this feeling of kind of it's eerie somehow sure um and it it has this kind of thing of like he knows how things are gonna go but he's like still trapped in it or like he or she is or i don't know it's it's the fact that it even makes me think about these things (laughs) like there's something (laughs) there
1: that's fair yeah i mean i i really do think that love and theft is like kind of like the perfect like, you know, you go to the Cheesecake Factory.
0: Okay. <laughs> How many times have you done this?
1: <laughs> you get the appetizer platter. Oh, God. Yes. You get everything that you that's need. Right. I think right. that's what Love and Theft is. It's like it gives you... It, you get, yeah. Well, I'm not I'm not. not going to bother. Uh, but I think you get every flavor of Bob that you that you possibly could want or could expect in so, Love and so Theft. So
0: what you're saying is that... Uh, well, I thought you were going to say that Love and Theft is like the sauces. That you like, you, you knew the stuff and then he's throwing sauces at you that you can... You're changing stuff up. You're you're creating mm-hmm. you're creating combinations that uh, to boggle the mind. Well, you're, I mean, sure. You are dipping your pizza in ranch dressing. You, it's
1: more like dipping your southwestern egg rolls in, you know, some sort of like in, Asian in, zing in, sauce or something. Sure. Yeah. And then um, you're getting
0: uh, sugar baby, which, uh, yeah, you get sugar baby going down the road. You ain't got no brains, no how. It's just, it's everything that you
1: could possibly want on the record and Sugar Baby is, is really the way to tie that knot together, I think at the end. So I'm glad that it's here. I think you did a good, you made a good pick with this one. I,
0: I could keep talking about it. There's just like something there. I feel like, yeah, there's, it's, there's something locked in this mysterious song. All right.
1: Well, we'll come back to it next year. We'll see if it gets even higher.
0: Fifty-eight.
1: This is one that you didn't have on your list. You think it is disqualified I for do, some reason? Yeah. Too late. This is a new addition to the uh, Jokerman canon since last year. Bootleg series volume 16, 1983. Mm-hmm. The proto version of Foot of Pride. It's on the yeah, infidel. It's on the Jokerman three-star infidels cut. It's got you know. I think it. I think it absolutely belongs. Yeah, here. you're it's, right. It, yeah. Just you know, it, don't worry about what it did or didn't turn into with regard to foot of pride right. a couple years I later this just is just see it for what it is for what it is exactly it's so good it's such a beautiful kind of the,
0: yeah the music you are right about the, the i i don't know why i was doing that because there are some lines in it that are so good that only exist in this song like say one more stupid thing to me before the final nails driven in no yeah. um,
1: i think that might actually be in foot of pride but still no the, that's the, in too late well, it's in too late, but I think it might also be in foot of pride. But in any case, you know, it's it oh. is such a beautiful, just sort of song, musically speaking. Like, just even take the lyrics out of it. I think I love, I just love the sound of this song, and it's not it's not something that we really get on Infidels because it has a little bit of that '80s kind of sheen to it, but obviously yeah, but it's far less bit than we drier, actually. Yeah. Exactly, it's far less than what we actually get with the product of Infidels, mm-hmm. and the lyrics amazing. It's just such a. It's so natural, so easy. It's amazing that he would have recorded this song in 1983 and just left it on the shelf. Like, I mean, yeah, who cares? I don't want that. You're right. Great song. Fifty-seven back to
0: Shadows. Shadows that in the week. Night. This is pretty low for the lucky old son.
1: But it's a new edition. We didn't even have this on last time. Yeah. Which I'm a ama- mate. Like, we that was a fuck up on our part.
0: Yeah, what were we? Dumb?
1: That lucky old son. Shadows in the night.
0: Best song on the record, maybe best
1: song of the entire cover's era, although not according to this list, because we'll immediately disqualify that a couple couple times. Best song song on that record. Best song on that record, absolutely. Uh, And the perfect way to end it, I mean, just listen to it. There's no question. We don't even need to talk about it. Right. 56, if you ever go to Houston... Drop sixteen spots. This is my number one with a bullet on "Together Through Life." I think it's just so beautiful, so brilliant.
0: Finally, some love for "Together Through Life." For I you. mean, come on.
1: Uh, I love "Change Coming On" too. Uh, that one and Houston are really the two, the two for me. And and you know, beyond here lies nothing with uh, maybe a distant third. But this one is oh, really and, just so and uh,
0: and uh, it's all good. And um, <laughs> and life is hard. Life and, is
1: hard. Uh, and d- dream of. Not dreaming, dreaming of You.
0: No, uh, This Dream of You. The,
1: okay, yeah. So there's Dreamin' of You, which is the weird, like, uh, proto version of Standing in the Doorway that's on uh, Telltale Signs, and there's also This Dream of You. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, if you ever go to Forgetful
0: Houston, Heart, Jolene, uh, Shake Shake Mama, you know. Of course. Yeah, all of the I'll, classics. So you actually really, you're saying you like the whole thing. hmm That's exactly yeah. what I'm saying. Okay.
1: Those all go, that, you know, that's the next, no. Uh, if you ever go to Houston... It's the best song on the record, no question. For me at least. Uh 55. I'll turn it over to you, Mr. Triplicate. New why edition I, of the list. Uh, yeah.
0: It was Why Was I Born? The closer of Triplicate. Hmm. Um I said my whole thing about Triplicate in the last episode. But uh it's Why a, why this song specifically? Cause it's just got this sort of like I just find the lyrics like, so uh it, it, I, we talked about it when we were talking about Triplicate in that episode about it, but it um it it's great as a capstone as as an end to that thing because it's just like after everything and after songs like but beautiful it's like songs where it's all about like <laughs> acceptance of like yes this is how life is this is just you know even though it's bad even though it's sad like wistfully like sort of uh shrugging your shoulders and going like you know that's life I'm still gonna I'm still gonna appreciate its beauty it still ends on this thing of like why was I even fuck why was I even born (laughs) if I'm gonna feel this way why was I born of course to love you to love you song um and uh there's a couple ways to read that um it's it's funny to me I mean it's just charming like it's this kind of begrudging uh Lament about like I can't help it I love you And it sucks It's a disaster As a I think Slavo uh, Slavo Zizek If that's I forget how to pronounce his name properly Yeah sure Zizek says That falling in love is a Like complete calamity And a fucking disaster Um, And it turns your life into a a misery Mm. And that's what this song is kind of about (laughs) And uh, I, I like that it is a
1: very nice way to wrap up the entire triplicate record in one regard and the whole Covers era in another and i think it really is kind of a great i mean summation could, of the whole the whole era the whole you spirit. could
0: think about it in, in in other terms too about like what if this song was written about bob's relationship to his audience right um which his is audience or
1: one of his you know multiple ex-wives
0: yeah but if you don't want to undermine my cool little point here in it's, it's, uh, <laughs> you know what if he's saying like well i was like his whole contentious relationship to stardom it's like sure you know, sure but i can't help it I oh, that's a this. that's
1: another kind of uh theory or similar theory to another one of the songs that we're going to see a little bit later
0: that's right it's kind yeah. of a hack corny thing to think about but it's also kind of fun and corny yeah. to think about
1: no absolutely 54, Lay Lady Lay from Nashville. Dropped 30 spots from 24. Still has to be on here. One of my favorites. But, you know, Nashville has kind of... It's it's eased into the background in my ranking. And I know it was never one of your absolute favorites. So, eh, it's fine. Yeah. Fine to be there. 53...
3: Went heated ride, uh-huh. Frog went a courting, and he did right. Frog went a courting, and he did right. Frog went a courting, and he did right with a sword and a pistol by his side. Uh
0: huh. Frog went a cordon. Yeah. <laughs> so it's more important than courting a woman on her big brass bed. <laughs> is uh. um, what's going on? You know, you're in that house with the big brass bed. With two two people, uh, you're about, going to, to see make un- sweet love. You're going what's to see outside un- the house? You know, mm. what's in the garden? What's under the leaf? <laughs> we're, That's we're right. About... Yeah,
1: you got to You got to go see Uncle Rat and ask for his consent to marry Miss Mousie.
0: Isn't there someone you forgot to ask? Yeah. It's it's, uh, it's uh, Uncle Rat, folks. <laughs> it's Uncle Rat,
1: one of the great characters.
0: <laughs> Uncle
3: Rat laughed and he shook his fat sides. Uh-huh. Uncle Rat laughed and he shook his fat sides. Uncle Rad laughed and he shook his fat sides. I think his niece would be a bad uh
0: A Bumbly Bee, you know. Um, uh-huh. This is a great song about um, <laughs> <laughs> This is a great song. No, I, honestly, seriously,
1: Froggy Wan According it's not the highest of the the Good As I've Been To You songs that appear on this list, but as far as my favorites go, it is my favorite. It is just such a perfect kind of way to cap that whole record. It's got, like, on that record, it could only ever be the absolute last song on that album. There's no other place on that record for that song besides, I think, track 13 it is, uh, the very end. and And it's so much... Fun. Bob gives such a spirited kind of performance of it, and, you know, people, you know, if you're looking for something deeper or more kind of uh, significant out of it, like, it's just, nah, it's just, it's, come on, go home, don't worry about it, it's Froggy Courtin. this is what folk music is, it's people having fun playing the guitar, singing about, black-eyed peas, big gray cats swallowing up mousies, it's so much fun.
0: You can play it for your child.
1: That's right, or yourself.
0: Fifty-two. Uh, <laughs> this is a really funny juxtaposition <laughs> because this is the one song that I think is probably the last song you would ever play for a child. That's right. This is the most adult song Dylan ever has written. I think,
1: and ma- honestly, maybe one of the most like personally revealing songs in his in in, in his entire discography.
0: Uh. It's what was it you wanted? What was it you wanted? This from is like a doozy. This song is like sugar baby. And it has this like actually like really a kind of foggy, mysterious menacing quality that just is like genuinely a- achieves something of the, the feeling of like confusion and uh, it's just like being at your wits end with in this case, you know, a romantic thing like this. Uh, it could kind of be any relationship, but th- that's part of what this song is about is like, what relationship is this? What is even going on? What do you want? And it really de- dives just so deep into the murkiest depths of that type of like questioning, questioning yourself, questioning the person uh, opposite you. Right. It's like a such a charged, powerful song, and so that, simple
1: and understated at the same time.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's just like heavy stuff. Yeah, so. and
1: it could apply, like absolutely, could be a relationship kind of song. Could also like coming from maybe I'm, my my point of view is just being tinted by the Chronicles conversation we had. But you know that those quotes from uh, Lanois, apparently give me you know give me the Masters of War, give me the uh, It's All Right Mall kind of shit. This song could be about that, like uh, Bob saying, uh, "Whatever you wanted, what could it be? Did somebody tell you that you could get it from me? Is it something that comes natural? Is it easy to say? Why do you want it? Who are you anyway?" Mm-hmm. If there's so much mystery there. I think, um, and it and it could apply to one thing, could apply to the other, could apply to none of them, could apply to all of them. Um, I don't know. It's just such a it's such a great kind of mysterious. If it's a song you get to chew on, and and you never get to a never get to a satisfying conclusion. I think, but that's one of the most fun type of songs I think to listen to. Uh, also, just beautiful kind of arrangement. So sparse, so really feels spacious. You know, feels mm-hmm. like there's there's a big kind of like stage that this song is being performed on yeah, in the recorded version.
0: Totally one of the most successful songs from that era, from that rec- recording session. Yeah, se- those sessions. Um, and next we have a sort of similarly foggy and mysterious song where we're going into the mists of time with long and wasted years mm. from Tempest. This is just one of those songs that kind of just got me like mesmerized by this record because it's, it's, I mean, you really do see this thing after time out of mind, like with the Jack Frost records, which is continuous if you start to pay attention to it, like on love and theft, that thing I was trying to, put words to of it feeling kind of like post itself. Like it's kind of like post Dylan, Dylan. He's kind of like gone through the, he's broken the barrier. And then he's just like in Dylan world where we can't see, like, we don't know what goes on in that world, but he's out there doing whatever he does and he brings stuff back. And that feel you get a sense of that on love and theft and and you do get a sense of that especially on on uh on tempest with songs like this where it just feels like i don't know it's like uh i don't know how to describe it it just it feels (laughs) um enchanted or something it's weird
1: perfect uh Jumped 44 spots from last time, 95 to 51 here. I think that's entirely due to you ranking it just much higher on your list, because this is one that, uh, like I said last time, first half of Tempest, a bit of a sleeper to me. Uh, number 50, another Tempest song, dropped 16 spots from last time. It's one that, I guess... I I think I had this one pretty high on my list, but one that you are maybe not so enchanted with anymore, Early Roman Kings.
0: It's ERK. You know, I think I put my stock in uh, Lonesome Day Blues, or, and mm. I was kind of thinking, like, that's my blues pick. Mm. But Early Roman Kings, obviously, uh, you know, it's one of the... still the blues. It's, well, is it ever the blues? <laughs> it's probably one of the bluesiest. It says blues. These kings are blue. It's mm-hmm. blue. <laughs> blue. Okay. Blue togas, blue cigars. Blue, blue hats. is the
1: liner notes to planet waves.
0: Um what are they blue? Oh yeah, you said oh blue blue as in in like the other this, sense. Yeah, yeah, working blue. Yeah. Uh you know, it's early Roman kings. Early Roman oh, Kings.
1: Forty no, top fifty. Here we go.
0: All right. This is where a shift is happening. I feel a change coming on. Mm-hmm. Because Which this, is
1: not in this section, but
0: <laughs> this song
3: Fat man looking in a blade of steel. Thin man looking at his last meal. man looking in a cotton field. Fatignin.
0: Can never dignity. be uh, photographed. It's dignity. Yeah. yeah. Batman looking at, man looking at a Ferris wheel. Batman mm. looking at a Ferris wheel. Thin man looking at his last meal. And then thin man looking at a Ferris wheel. Batman looking at a thin man's meal. You know, it makes it. <laughs> Collared uh, man looking at a co- cotton wheel. Cotton. Uh, something like that for dignity. It's all about dignity. Uh, Do-do-do-do. You know, another song that just exists in this kind of like weird space that uh, it's like doing something weird and rocking really hard at it and you gotta respect
1: it it's yeah the, it's just it's one that you know it's I think it's important to the whole jokerman yeah it's one legacy of our, project Joker spirit Man yeah absolutely uh, the, the, I think the one we have listed here is the mtv unplugged version which is probably the one to go with I would say but also the telltale signs version is great also the the uh, what is it, the best uh, greatest hits volume three version uh, which we talk, I think we talked about with John Worcester, which is just bob 's vocal and someone from like the black crows or something who played all the other instruments on it it's it's just a weird song um or a weird recording of the song so many different versions of big nidie it 's never been photographed
0: what can you say forty eight it 's never been put on a record <laughs>
1: <laughs> never been recorded properly forty eight the triplicate track this was my favorite from triplicate this was literally top 20 for me in uh in my own personal ranking it just felt like i needed to know note that it's a new addition to the whole list folks who listen to the triplicate episode should not be surprised there's a flaw in my flu
0: yeah there's a flaw in my flu flaw you know my flu. come on we we got that sweet message today that's um, right by a listener who told us that he was listening to triplicate on cd and has put it on, he played There's a Flaw in My Flu on his college radio station. And um, he said a lot of other nice things. But uh, I was just, uh, I think, speaking for both of us over the moon that we've uh, we've done anything to <laughs> put, make the, the price of flaws and flus, you know, it's going up. It's going up. It, it's more expensive to fix your chimney than ever before. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And, uh yeah, thank you, um, Ben, for that
1: message. And since it is, you're gonna keep seeing your ex-lever in there until you get someone out. Is that what the song's about? To patch that flaw. Yeah, is that know. what
0: that song's about?
1: Yeah, take it at its word.
0: Yeah. Forty seven yeah. Red River Shore. It's another one of your favorites. Um, yeah. Randomly. I think this is like one of these classic randomly, this song is great type of songs Hmm. I'm going to use this moment to just uh give honorable mention to cross the green mountain this song which like I feel like nobody is even us are not we even we are not gonna like I've listened to
1: cross the green mountain like four times maybe ever
0: it's like (laughs) I don't even know what the analog is like what's the comparison here it's like infinite jest like most people just know like you haven't really read the whole thing um I'm sure you've read Infinite Jest*. I um, haven't.
1: No, I've never read any David Foster Wallace. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Um, there you uh, go. Cool. Uh, I've read some, but uh, not really. <laughs> anyway, um, Cross the Green Mountain, really long song. <laughs> <laughs> it's very long.
1: Most notable thing about Cross the Green Mountain, which is not the song that we're right, talking about here, is the video with Bob in the wig with the band on horseback. Uh, and the beard, yeah. And the beard. Very fun. 47 though, it's Red River Shore. Yeah. Uh, which Red is River a different Shore, song. <laughs> yeah, it
0: just reminds me of that a little bit. Like, sort of like same territory. Nah. It's, um, it's just like a beautiful uh, Lanois collab that like, I feel like it's weird didn't make it on because it actually has got what, what I think feels like, a, like what Dylan doesn't like about Lanois production is not present. Right. It seems like Seems pretty straight up, just really well recorded, yeah. and it's just like a simple, beautiful, timeless song of, of yearning, um, just yearning, pure and simple.
1: Yeah, I think that that is an accurate uh, sort of statement about it. I, I I do think that if the if the song had popped up, and we see this like on Telltale, that's where Red River Short comes from, right? Telltale signs of the bootleg series eight. If uh, similar to, like, Mississippi, there's, like, three versions of it on that record, didn't fit on Telltale Signs. You know, these are songs that are a little more, to go back to the Blood on the Tracks Desire juxtaposition, these are songs that are a little more external, you know, maybe not appropriate for that song, the the Blood on the Tracks version, which, you know, it's analog being time out of mind, but when we get to Love and Theft, when we get to a little more external facing... Could work, make a little bit more sense there. Mississippi obviously does. Red River Shore never made it mm-hmm. there, but it and I, it's I think thematically maybe doesn't fit with what he was pursuing on, uh, on Time in of Mind quite as much. And the the record is already so long anyway; it's like eighty minutes long or something like that. Anyway, like,
0: we, we don't even need to spend more time talking about it because it's already cut you off. But it's it's boring to talk about a little bit. I have to say.
1: Well. How about an exciting song to talk about? Number 46. Another one of yours. A new addition to the list.
0: Oh, it's Arthur McBride. Arthur Good McBride. as I've Been to You. The first uh, time we're seeing, uh, uh, well, no, we've done Good as I've Been to You.
1: We've seen, yeah, we saw Froggy and we saw something. Eh, this might be the second time we've seen it. Anyways.
0: My cousin one Arthur McBride. Yeah. When we went out walking down by the seaside. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the rest of it.
1: Something about Christmas morning.
0: Christmas morning. Yeah, there you go. It's great. It's, it's good. Just, it's Arthur it's, McBride. It's Arthur McBride. <laughs> it's, uh, sh- sh- okay. Next is Where well, the Pressure's Down. It's sweetheart like sweetheart You.
1: sweetheart like you up twenty six spots uh, from seventy one to forty five. I feel like that's 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 a nice showing for sweetheart like you.
0: Yeah, it is because it's one of the best songs on Infidels.
1: Man, and it really is an important song on Infidels. I I, I remember when I used to get or when I was first kind of getting started with Infidels, it always felt like such a like going from Joker Man to sweetheart like you one to two right it, it almost felt like such a step down like such a such a like moment of deflation like oh, this this record this album this this is so amazing right off the bat from this first song and then we're just we're singing this kind of corny love song right after that but the corny. more i've come to kind of well that's what i'm saying is the more mm. i've listened to it the more i've kind of come around on it the more i think that and we saw this on the 3 star cut that we put out last year it's it's it's, it's, it's got to be there number 2 it's got to be this kind of counterpoint to what we get on joker man this this big kaleidoscopic world you know galaxy vision of bob's whole brain we gotta we gotta bring it back down to earth a little bit with sweetheart like you and i think that's exactly what it does it's the best song on the record besides joker man
0: well earth is the keyword here um i mean well i suppose earth. there's another song about earth that is a uh, prominent on that record yeah license to kill
1: man is in, in his doom
0: but, uh, yeah, this song, I, as I've said when in the past we've been talking about it, I, I think that it feels kind of akin to something like Tangled Up in Blue, like that same mode of songwriting. where he's talking about like people living their lives in these kind of like just finding themselves in these situations that are not so great or you know, transient. And uh, th- this song I, as I I think pretty impassionately like defended or spoke up for. In the past, it feels like a—he's embodying a character who's like seen too much and sees someone across the room who he knows has not had to see too much yet, and he's like, "Please save yourself." Why? Are you, like, I can't. Or he's saying, "Maybe I can save you from seeing too much," which is like a pretty profound. I mean, I—that's not what he literally says, but you get that feeling.
1: Yeah, it could be, could be just a very basic, you know, we're taking it at face value type of song. You see a lady in a bar, you're wondering what's a sweetheart like you doing in a place like this. Could be, I think, as we talked about on some of our previous episodes, could be about hell here, folks. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, there, there's, uh, and and that's what's so much fun about a song like this is.
0: Yeah, you have to be an important person to be in here, honey. You have to have done some evil deed. That's right. You had to cut off a baby's head, right? <laughs> or, uh, or. Stamped play a and harp until someone. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <Like> it's, it's,
1: <laughs> we're not going backwards here. Uh, 44, all the tired horses up 13 spots from 57. Interesting. It's all the tired horses.
0: All the tired horses is uh, uh, unlike anything else. And it is a uh, great song. It's perfect. And actually I listened to it again recently. And it's like, it's really beautiful. Those strings are like every variation in there. It feels so thoughtful and actually I don't know, really, really satisfying. I don't know if Bob Dylan had to do with it at all. It seems like there's no evidence he had to
1: do with it to the extent that it is the first song on his studio 1970 studio release, "Self Portrait," and that's enough for me.
0: Yeah, that's enough for me. Forty three Caribbean Wind. I know this is an Ian favorite. This is this a me. I, it's this is down class. eight spots. It's a me. One, yeah, it's, it's a, a me, me. Caribbean Wind. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh this is what this is one that you still have because this is i don't think this made a made an appearance on your list this is one that you still have not uh not no. clicked with or come around on
0: uh well it's like yeah it's a little crazy i don't know it's, I, it's you just, speak on it How yeah about
1: it's so much fun i mean it's it really is like the the great you know that so many of these records have like the one great lost song like there's the there's up to me off of Blood, which, you know, we don't need to litigate whether or not Up To Me is the great lost song. There's Abandoned Love off Desire. There's Willie McTell off of Infidels. Caribbean Wind is maybe the the essential, like the one of those to me at least, uh, off of Shot of Love. Like if it had made it on that record, it really would have put that record in the pantheon, I think. It already is there as far as I'm concerned, but, you know, critically speaking. It's just, it really is like the perfect kind of Summation of everything that's going on on that record the same way that Every Grade of Sand is I think this would have served as such a great counterpoint to that song it's just so much fun it sounds so great I can't stop from snapping my fingers and just grinning like an idiot whenever I hear it and yet there's so much to like think about in the lyric I, I still for the life of me can't tell what the hell he's talking about
0: Will we snap a bait where we some shooting for a star Follow for a star
1: yeah Uh, he's, he's in the cold gray sea in Atlantic City, there's the Ships of Liberty, you know, who, who knows what the fuck he's going on here about, um, but it's great to just chew on and, and come back to again and again, and on top of that, it's just, it really is like an incredible earworm, I think, like, one of the, one of the catchiest, funnest songs in his entire discography, right down to the fucking (laughs) whooshing. (laughs) Vocal, yeah. <laughs> vocals that we get on I
0: think that honestly I don't like that.
1: you don't so like don't that's the bad I love that uh, it's so good um, Caribbean Wind always going to be one of my favorites disappointed to see it knocked down 8 spots here but you know there's always next year we'll see maybe you'll finally click with it 42 another one from the Shot of Love sessions actually made it on Shot of Love up a shocking 30 spots price of hearts is going up, heart of mine.
0: It's heart of mine. Uh, this is this is just like a, an effortless feeling song. Perfect song. I, perfect yeah, song. It's it's just like it's like a cool breeze encircling the. It's like a car. It's like a
1: Caribbean wind. It
0: is like <laughs> it, this is this song actually feels like a soft Caribbean wind on your body. Um, gently caressing you.
1: It's perfect. Heart of mine. Forty one. Another good as I've been to you track up 41 spots,
0: 41 on 41 going up hard times. Yeah. Hard times is, I, I don't know. I think we both have the same feeling when we hear this, where it's just like whatever tension you're feeling, you, it's kind of just like you, you kind of go, uh, yeah. I mean, it just kind of makes you sit down.
1: Yeah. If there's one song from that entire record from the entire covers you know that ninety two ninety three era that you're gonna go with it's it's hard times um you know, I know froggy is I, I already waxed rhapsodic about that, but hard times really is like just such a poignant, perfect song, and really his vocal delivery on this, and especially considering like the whole context in which it was being produced right, right? Like in nineteen ninety two like he's telling he's he's trying to convince himself that oh, hard times like in... really are. Coming again, no more.
0: An incantation. It's like a prayer or a, or a, sp- a magic spell. Yeah. He's trying to cast away. The... He's secreting it. He's putting yeah. it into
1: the universe, manifesting reality.
0: Some people would, would just call that uh, magic. He's mm. doing. He's practicing as a. He's doing magic. Literally, well, that's The real kind, you know. No, the cool kind. No. The, I, well, I guess <laughs> it's sinful uh, anyway, you cut it if you're a Christian, but. uh Maybe he's not doing that. It's just a great song, and it's delivered with such feeling and tenderness, so.
1: Hard Times Come Again No More, one of the most poignant songs, I think, in the entire discography. Whether yeah. he wrote it, which you didn't, who cares? Who cares? Bob Dylan is a singer. Number 40, Once Upon a Time. Whew. Another Speaking one of your of favorites.
0: It, we're, like, kind of in this zone now. Yeah, covers Once Upon zone. a Time. But also just, like, emotional covers, so. Yeah. Once Upon a Time is, like, a song uh, from Triplicate that I think justifies everything I've said about Triplicate. If I could point you to what I'm talking about, like, this is this is a song that just, if you actually are, like, there with it, it'll, it, it probably will, like, sneak in and take down some of your defenses. It's, because it's true. Like, the stuff that it's talking about is the passage of time. Nothing less than the impermanence of all things is what we're talking about with this song. Hmm. And, um, you, you don't even have to like it. This song has truth on its side. And so it's, it wields a a heavy power Hmm. and he actually knows that and he uses it in a way that's not trite or, uh, schlocky. This is just like the raw intelligence. (laughs) This is a, this is a song that'll, make you break down if you're in the wrong state of mind.
1: Or the right state of mind. Right. I love the vocal take on this too. That once upon a time. He, like he can't quite get up there.
2: Mm-hmm. Once
3: upon a time again said she loved me so But that was once upon a time
4: Very
3: long ago
1: You know, but he's still giving it his best. That's so nice. 39. Getting up there, folks. Number
0: 39. Oh, we're still in the sad world. It's a uh, you're a big, you're a big, girl, big
1: now. girl now. Blood on the tracks 1979. A new addition to the list. That's a that's a huge ju- going up to 39. You're a big girl now. <laughs> you Didn't know, even is, make an appearance last time.
0: It's funny. It's like you know how stocks will jump because of like things that seem unrelated or like you know you, you know just things change culturally or, right. or or personally for some Can't time.
1: imagine why what would have motivated that sort of thing.
0: Um 38 is got to serve somebody. Uh,
1: you're a big girl now. Great song.
0: Uh, yeah, it's a great song that is, um, he, there's this thing in it that like where he says, I'm singing the song to you or the, the bird singing this song to me at at his own expense. And I'm just like that bird.
1: Just like that bird.
0: Singing just for you. Singing just for you. Uh, I hope that you can hear, hear me through these tears. I mean, those are just like, uh, you know, those, those words, those, it's just, it's so feels so right. It, there's nothing about that, that it feels really true to just uh, who this man is as an artist and everything we've been talking about. And, uh, I could go on, but I think one of the most the essential
1: songs, I think on, on blood on the tracks, you know, you get tangled and you get, Simple Twist of Fate, which is just an amazing one two knockout punch to start the record off. And then but there's still a little kind of like there is a there is an element of distance to those songs. Like you yeah. don't know if is he talking about himself here or, or to what extent are his own memories and experiences informing these songs. Your big girl now is a fuck it. Like this is <laughs> this is Bob Dylan writing about Bob Dylan and Sarah Lowns. Like and there's it. no question about it.
0: I mean it seems like it. I that, that line I'm just like a bird, that bird singing just for you. And I hope that you can hear. It's like, you know, how everybody hears birds singing and listens to them. It's like, there is kind of like a tragic uh, aspect to that, that I hope you can hear me. Yeah. And I'm just like a bird. It's like, you're not, she's not hearing. It's brutal. She's not hearing. You might (laughs) hear it in passing. You're not you're a bird you are a bird and she's a big girl now you're not it's not just that she's a big girl now and you're a little boy you are a bird you are not it's not happening but
1: (laughs) and we saw how it worked out uh 38 gotta serve somebody slow train up 50 spots from 88 i just feel like we fucked that up last time
0: um well speaking of songs that have truth on their side um and songs that are from the christian era gotta serve somebody is just like uh i don't know it's just ironclad yeah it, this is like a battleship of a song that just tears everything down perfect and song it's, perfect it's start not stopped, to the whole
1: dude. era perfect start to the record perfect kind of mission statement for those entire you know kind of three years that he was going on
0: yeah like a song written for the 80s and the excess and and sort of um uh the, the feeling of of overblown cultural narcissism and uh, a song that uh, Shocker still uh, hits direct hits on those targets.
1: And there's a reason he's playing it to this day in 2022 on the Rough and Ready Ways tour.
0: The next song is Precious Angel from 30, 35. No, from the next uh, song
1: is 37. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> it's uh, Series I, of Dreams, down 31 spots from number six previously top 10 song dropped to 37 this time
0: well sometimes we have to just sort of acknowledge that a song we bumped it up that was our first bump up and now we have a more realistic picture of it
1: yeah it's kind of coming back to earth this time
0: yeah first time around we had to we had to make it go up up up
1: 37 still pretty high up there you know there's no there's nothing wrong with being the 37th best song that bob dylan has created since 1967 but I do think that, you know, uh, some other O oh Mercy stuff has really come to the forefront here and we're we're sort of deepening our appreciation for that record, that era, that whole kind of spirit here. And honestly, I was thinking about it earlier today. You know, I know we talked about uh oh, the, the record it should have had series of dreams on it, should have been called series of dreams like Lanois wanted it to be. Honestly, I kind of think that it was the right call to keep series of dreams off there. Really? Yeah. Which is not to say it's the right call to never have given anyone series of dreams, like never have allowed us to hear it ever, which, you know, it came out in in 91, I guess. So just two Mm -hmm. years after Oh Mercy on that first bootleg series release. You know, this is a song that has to be heard. It's an amazing song.
0: But it's Red River Shore sort of syndrome. Yeah, it It doesn't
1: really fit on that record, I think, which is a record that's so, like so small, or so so tight, so insular, um, and, and these songs are so short and... and, and it's intimate. And, and intimate, exactly. And this and is so big and widescreen.
0: I mean, nocturnal makes sense for a series of dreams, but yeah, it does kind of blow it out of the water. Yeah, it doesn't sound
1: like, like what was it you wanted or Disease of Conceit or something or like shooting that. Shooting Star. Know? Or Shooting Star, exactly. Those are,
0: yeah, intimate songs. Political World is probably the only one that it would kind of, you know, be toe-to-toe with. But yeah, yeah, it has that kind of U2 thing. But that said, on its own, it's just like such an epic song. and Yeah,
1: amazing song, but probably makes sense to live on its own outside of a record as opposed to, you know, part of that album itself.
0: Yeah, sure.
1: 36, knocking on heaven's door. It's knocking on heaven's door. I'm not
0: going to talk about this. Not going to talk about heaven's door. <laughs> I've, I've drained my heaven's door here. Uh, not talking about Heaven's Door. Okay. Not, not talking about Heaven's (laughs) Door. Not, not talking about Heaven's Door.
1: 35, Precious Angel. Yeah. Uh, It's right around the same place it was before, 32. You know, Precious Angel. We love
0: it. (laughs) It's, It's
1: sick. Great song, vocal take, you know, it's very funny to me. But I like it with that. I like how ugly the vocal is, uh, counterposed against how beautiful the music is.
3: You know, I just make it, by myself I'm a little too blind to see Shine your light. Shine your light on me.
0: Thirty-four. Dark eyes. Speaking of ugliness uh, against beautiness, beauty. Uh, Dark guys <laughs> is uh, is one of those songs that um is a beautiful, tender quiet gem at the end of a monster truck rally of an album with uh, Empire <laughs> burlesque and uh this is uh I, I mean when I first heard this song and long time listeners will know, I was like basically like, oh my god, this is like the best song ever. I was just so floored by it and it's, I still am. I still like find it to be a song that could have been written basically any time in his career. Mm -hmm. It has this kind of feeling of just being sort of in uh, sort of infinite or out of, out of step with any, everything else. It's, it's as I've described it in the past, like he's peeking his head out from all this glitz and, and chaos and just uh, it's nighttime now, and all the neon has gone dark. And he's he's still Bob Dylan. He's wandering the streets of Tokyo, I guess, after right. getting arrested. And he's uh, he finds a guitar in the gutter, and I could go on because the song uh, conjures up all these kinds of pointed images. It's yeah. it's great.
1: Yeah, I mean, just on its face, it's it's, uh, it's really just incredible composition. Stop, stop
0: seeing your tracks. Just it, in the gym. Gen- yeah.
1: What, what I find so amazing about dark Eyes in particular is the fact that he just kind of wrote it on command. Like that's yeah. the legend or, or what he says in, in Chronicles is that yeah, Arthur yeah. Baker was like, yeah, we need an acoustic song at the end of this record. Do you have one? And Bob was like, eh, no, I don't. I'll, 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 put one together. And he just went back to the Plaza hotel, saw a, uh, saw a sex worker to use our, our modern day parlance walking down the hall towards him and, you know, a couple hours later, Dark Eyes, you know, just one of the most amazing songs. Yeah, it was, just was moved by
0: her uh, appearance. He, as in Chronicles, says she had a beauty, but not the kind for this world. Yeah,
1: a beauty, not for this type of world. Um, yeah. One of the most amazing lines in the whole book. Um, and, but just yeah. him being able to just like go home or like go to a hotel, go back to his his, his quarters that night and basically on command, just turn this, this song out. Which is or you know to put it, it from the air. Well, that's it, but that's exactly right, right? It's like it, it like churning it out is is sort of a um, mercenary way to, to describe crass. it. But that's basically you know that's what he does. Like he's able to just do that, and that's you know that I think that really speaks to speaks to the man's talents. Uh, Thirty three, not dark yet. Yeah, sorry, Matt Farley, still up there. Sorry, dropped a few it's still spots, great. but I mean, come on, it's not dark yet. It's not dark yet. And the versions of
0: it, there's versions of it that are unspeakably like, I mean, there's that live version on the bootleg um, series is so great. Mm -hmm. There's a million live versions of it that are great. Uh, The one from 2019. Incredible.
1: Yeah. that 2019 version. I think that was on uh, James's uh, latest uh, pretty good stuff. Amazing stuff. Go listen to that. 32. Willie. Blind
0: Willie, Blind Willie McTell, that version that came out um, on the single that you bought, like the,
1: that yeah, the third man off, uh, single.
0: That is the best version of it, and uh, all the other versions are great, but that one is like hot fire. That's it is an interesting our, version of it. Our uh, special version of Infidels. Seeing the arrow on
3: the dark ball, saying this land is good. Ah.
1: Have a hard time actually saying that one's better than the original bootleg series I version.
2: feel it is but
1: they're definitely better than the like the standard one that came out on the the latest uh, on on springtime. but I'm, I'm again, this is a song that is just like tangled or idiot wind or something like that. It's a song that's bigger than just the one initial canonical recorded version, which there isn't even one for this song because it didn't make a record in the first place. but uh, you know, I think both of those versions absolutely are uh are quality enough are are important enough to breathe on their own 31 tempest from tempest um, do you have more to say about tempest from tempest
0: no it's just uh it's no
1: do do, 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 do do i have
0: more to say about tempest it's just i've already said my whole piece about tempest in the past but it's like um it's big for a reason it's long for a reason it's there needs to be a song about the Titanic like this. You know, there's a movie about the Titanic, but where where can you go if you can't watch the entire film of uh, James Cameron's Titanic, but you want, that, you want to think about that horrible tragedy? Yeah, you've
1: only got 15 minutes to reflect on the, the senseless death of thousands in the frigid, cold Atlantic Ocean 100 years ago. Where are you going to go?
0: You're going to go right here. It's You're the one-stop okay. shop. <laughs> exactly.
1: Um... Brownsville Girl, 30. Well, Brownsville Girl. take
0: it away. You know, it's Brownsville Girl from Knocked Out Loaded. It's Brownsville, knocked out loaded. Girl it's Brownsville Girl from
1: Knocked Out Loaded. Brownsville Girl.
0: We. It might seem like we're getting lazy at this point, but it's also just that these songs defy uh, anything that we could say more about them. Brownsville so, Girl. Yeah, it's Brownsville Girl. With it's dropped browns- a couple spots. I Brownsville know. curl, Curls. Is that right? Yeah, She's like, like pearls shine teeth like, like pearls shining like
1: the moon above 29, uh nettie 29, Moore, nettie Moore.
0: Uh, Up sort twelve a, spots I'm thrilled you know, to see this maybe Nettie Moore and Brownsville girl have something to say to each other, you know maybe they're kind of related interesting sort of and the girl from the red river shore you know they're all, they're all at about a party girls. It's all yeah, it's all about babes. <laughs> it's all it's all about the the ones that the got smoke away. Shows. Yeah. The smoke show <laughs> of the one of the month uh or week or whatever the fuck. Uh Nettie Moore. <laughs> oh i'm missing anymore it's it
1: really just and I'm, i i think i've talked about it and this is my favorite song on the record on modern times i think i've talked about it a zillion times but it's just it it's such a dense text uh it's still something to struggle with struggle against chew on enjoy you know kind of uh turning over in your mind like a lump of clay uh one that i think will just <laughs> you mean like to a more... rotating
0: an apple in your mind like that exercise right yes exactly uh, uh, speaking more. of Modern Times, though, we got your favorite
1: from Modern Times, my which favorite. dropped
0: eight spots. When the deal goes down. When the deal um, goes down. Yeah, just a beautiful song of uh, it's like this song is like uh, it's not dark yet, but you also happen to uh, love someone. So it's like you're not just thinking about yourself. You're thinking about we're both going to it's. It's happening for us both. One of these days it's going to be over and I'm going to be with you. It's a nice sort of
1: middle ground between something like Not Dark Yet um, and um, I've made up my mind. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. There's there's something sweet to it, but there's also something a little little sour, a little wistful, a little ugly to it. Uh, But the music itself is so striking, so beautiful, obviously.
0: Yeah, sort of. uh, And as we know now, it's sort of inspired by the... uh, uh, Bing Crosby song, uh, when the blue of the night meets the something, something yeah. of the day. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway,
1: no yeah. dry run for the uh, cover zero. Got a tandem here, twenty-seven, twenty-six. One of these is mine. One of these is yours. Both brand new additions.
0: Yeah, totally new
1: to the list, folks. We're up there now, twenty-seven and twenty-six. I'll take it first, twenty-seven. I'm not there
4: they all always...
1: I. It's just—it's magic. It's—it is such a, a, a stunning kind of lightning in a bottle kind of recording. You don't even know what the guy is saying in—in in, in most of these these stanzas. Um, you know, you—you you can go, you can look it up on the website, on his official website, no lyrics. You can go to Genius. There's a bunch of like contested kind of entries. People doing their best to sort of puzzle their way through what exactly he's saying. No one's gotten it down. I disagree with half the lyrics that are even written out there. I don't know what the actual right answer is. Who knows? That's not the point. It just, the the spirit of this song, the five minutes that are captured from 50 fucking years ago at this point up there in Woodstock, it's just, you can hear it in his voice. You can hear it in the strumming of the guitar. You can hear it in that little kind of ghostly, spooky organ in the background that comes in towards the end. It's just such a, I know, it, it sends shivers down my spine anytime I hear this song it's it's about love it's about you know loss it's about inability to be there for someone it's about you know, wanting to desperately do that and you know it's about a million things more it's about none of that at all it, it's it, it kind of fits wherever you need it to in your life um, yeah. and uh, just a magical kind of recording and I love that he never actually came back and nailed it. With a, an official studio version, the way that he did, like um, um, uh, "You Ain't Going Nowhere," for instance, you know, I love that there's this, there's this, this era, this, this, this fog, this mist, you know, this, this. It's an object that you're never gonna actually get to the bottom of. You're never gonna find this, you know, the actual canonical crystal clear version because there isn't one. Bob doesn't even have it, um, but it's something that just. It's,
0: you could say that the song itself is not there.
1: He's not there. There you go, twenty six. Lord protect my child.
0: This is uh, from a revelation to me from the bootleg series, uh, volume 16, Springtime in New York. And one which we included on our like, special uh, three-star version of Infidels. Mm-hmm.
1: Subscribe on Patreon. We keep saying that. It, that's on Patreon. If you want to listen to it, there's, oh, yeah, yeah, we put it, it, it all together. It's on Patreon. It's just the music. It's not even us talking. You don't have to listen to us natter on about bullshit. You can just listen to the music. Go subscribe. Five dollars.
0: Uh, five, five. <laughs> uh, yeah Lord protect my child is just like honestly it kind of like it, it hit me emotionally uh, in a big way when I heard it because it's so straightforward and it's so real it's just that feeling it's just I might I'm could I could die but I, I can't protect my child myself so, uh, just praying that they're okay. I'm praising their their child and hmm. uh, like yeah just what I I can't say it any better than the song does. Yeah. It's just uh, profound in the most simple way, and so so strong. It's a really strong song. He sounds so sure of himself because that's the sound of being sure of uh, your love for a child. Yeah
1: it's just uh, we I, we talked about this a little bit when we were nipping and tucking earlier today but it really is like kind of the the leveled up and more robust version of forever young which is a great and amazing yeah, all time yeah. song no question but comes from the same place and this one is, is really does have you know kind of a, a, a third dimension yeah um, and it has those
0: lines it. about that in a in a world that's been raped raped and defiled it's yeah. like those it hit hard you know it's, it's heavy stuff
1: He's young and on fire, full of hope and desire in a world that's been raped and defiled. If I fall yeah, along the way and can't see another day, Lord, protect my child. Love the vocal take on this. Yeah, also, he's really so good. yearning and just like really protect into it. You know,
0: yeah, it's not like a put-on. Uh it's very soulful too. Protect it's like my child. So, so soulful. Uh, where are you tonight? Is top next? twenty-five? Top We're in the quarter. top twenty-five. Here we All go, right. folks.
1: I know on. we've been going for two hours already. Oh, my God, really?
0: <laughs> <laughs> what well, is like the last episode of Jokeman. So yeah, whatever.
1: it's got to be We got to do it up big. Uh, we just we, dump this
0: one as like a one full long Yeah, episode. we're just going to do one. It's cool. just, you know, it's all you can eat buffet. Thanks for sticking with us. You know, it's like uh, have a snack because we'll be here for a little bit longer. Yeah,
1: get some carrots and some hummus, something like that. Yeah, get, um, get
0: some carrots, get some hummus, and then come back. Because <laughs> we're about well, to talk about where are you tonight? Journey where are you dark tonight? Heat.
1: Up a stunning fifty-one spots from no, last time. It was seventy-six before twenty-five this time. Thrilled to see it. Love to see it. Street legal representation. I mean, a really I, I don't know. I, it's it's do, do we even have more to say about where Are you tonight? It's just
0: no. It's it's got those bongos. It's got it's like hot hot night feeling of uh, he's he's so sad, but he's he's he's. Making it work, it's. It feels like the sequel to, tangled up in blue somehow to me. It's like feels like that world still like one of those songs. It's the end of something, and yeah. be- it's not the beginning of something else yet. But it is the end, of something. I feel That's like well it said. is. Yeah. It's the end of the, of that thing that started in blood on the tracks, I think.
1: I think it's. The, I think I've, I've made this point before myself, but I, I think it's the end of the thing that started in new morning in 1970. Oh, like yeah. he's Put he's you having mean the a end great of
0: his marriage. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, he's yeah. he starts this whole fucking era off. He's having a great time. He's up in Woodstock, and he's got his white picket fence. He's he's dialed in. He's a family man. And at mm. the end of this, I can't believe it. I can't believe I'm alive without you. It just doesn't seem right. Where you? T- it's just like it's such a crushing kind of like eight year emotional journey all the highs and lows that you've hit along the way like there's no that this is this is such a pitch perfect kind of conclusion to the record to the era to everything and then it leads right into the the fucking you know completely out of this world christian era after this you know it's such a so it's perfect i don't know what to say Where are you tonight can't believe we had it so low last time uh another one that's jumped up 24 32 uh, I'm saying too many numbers. It's <clears throat> number 24. It's jumped up 32 spots yeah. from 56. It's Tweedly
3: D and Tweedly D. <laughs> yeah. Tweedly D and Tweedly D. They're throwing knives into the machine. Two big bags of dead man's bones. Got the doses to the stone. that
0: to the hands of they by so
1: love to see it up here
0: that there's a it, it, this song goes as uh, some have said uh, these days uh, goblin mode is the term <laughs> tweedle, mode. A, tweedle mode tweedle <laughs> mode really idiot mode actually yeah um, this song's just like what if a song was about something insane and it was like it just went really hard and it it just over committed to this (laughs) this imagery and it gave you almost nothing to like hold on to as like well, it's a metaphor. No, it's not a metaphor. <laughs> this is not a metaphor. This is about Tweedly D and Tweedly Dumb, and it, and one will stab you, and one's gonna roll over. He's crawling on his hands and knees. They got they're,
1: brains cooking up with garlic and olive oil.
0: Yeah, they're um, they're, they own a brick and tire company. Every line of this is absolutely literal, and um, and uh, it's not saying something else.
1: I love imagining the guy who went out and bought love and theft on release day and dropped it into the CD player in his car. He's he hits the play button. He's hearing about Tweedly Dumb and Tweedly D and the squeedly dedly guitar. Yeah. And then he just he, like he sees some he sees a TV in the window or something
0: <laughs> fucking towers. Oh just, god <laughs> Oh God. Diddly 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 diddly, diddly. Ah, well uh, yeah if you didn't know Love and Theft came out on September 11th, 2001, uh, and you, a lot of people heard this song on that day. <laughs> the entire world has gone tweetle mode since then. Yeah, uh, you could think of this song as an allegory for the two towers, <laughs> <That's> right? <laughs>
1: Uh, whew. perfect, beautiful. Uh, tw- <laughs> twenty-three. <laughs> Trying,
0: Trying to get to, to, heaven. Get to heaven. <laughs> heaven. Uh, <coughs> beautiful, beautiful A- m, song A- m. From, from um, from. Mm. Well, this says the bootleg series, but we're, no, we're just talking about the song in general. There is yeah, I mean
2: terrific, either way, I think I think the original
1: version. version is amazing. Also, the bootleg series version is that one also is amazing. So good. That's real head in the oven kind of mode.
0: Um, yeah, trying to get to heaven. I was just talking about on the last episode. I think that it it feels like it's um yeah, it's kind of a, a song that explores further those ideas in something like um pressing on, where it's like it kind of. Gives you more of that, more to that, where it's (laughs) it's a bit more context, but it's it's what it takes to be pressing on. It's not just the concept. This song actually like goes down and onto the ground and gives you some a shoe leather reporting of what it's like to have been pressing on for a while, and we're just checking in with uh he who has been pressing on, and he's given updates. He's saying, "Doing his best. He's I'm doing my best, and I'm just trying to." Get to a place that's better before I before those doors close up the uh, heaven, heaven's doors, heaven's doors. Indeed. Yeah. I feel like on heaven's door. You know, you're trying to get you're 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 about to be in there. Well, you Maybe hope you don't
1: need to knock on heaven's door because you'll get there before it closes. That's, you know.
0: Yeah. Well. Um, yeah. I wonder if that uh, knocking on heaven's door, why would you even have to knock? Oh, you didn't get there before it closed, clearly. No, I, you're, you're, it's closed. Yeah.
1: Feels a little bit like a song <clears throat> pro to love and theft to me. You know, I think some of the lyrics, uh, you know, he's talking about train stations, I've been to Sugar Town, I shook the sugar down, straight out of Sugar Baby, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Miss Mary Jane got a house in Baltimore that sounds like a 40 miles to the mill type of fucking thing. Um, mm-hmm. But there's also this, this definitely, you know, very heavy sense of levity to it. And this really is a beautiful song, uh, in terms of the, the way that he's been able to fuck with it over the last 25 years. I think there's the original version, there's the, the Telltale Signs version from 2000, I think. Uh, and then he's, he's really, you know, fucked with it even more since then, a zillion different kind of interpretations of it over the last 20 years as well. And
0: um, that cool David Bowie version?
1: Yeah, the Bowie version. Yeah, I, th- I think that the, the, some of the best songs, you know, are, are really sort of fungible. Uh, not only fungible for Bob, but by other artists as well, like with Bowie. And, uh, and this is a great it's a great example of that. Trying to get to heaven. Uh, did that go up? That went up. Yeah, that went from 31 to 23. One that went down by six. So it's still in the same ballpark. 22. Simple twist of fate. I, You know, I don't know that we need to talk about simple twist of fate. No, we don't. It's simple twist of fate. One that we are making up for. 21. Another on the tracks track up 17 spots sorry we fucked it up last time tangled up in blue it's like it's got to be up there
0: yeah well there's a reason i keep referencing it it's like this is kind of like tangled, tangled up in blue like, really might be of like one that. of
1: the songs you know yeah like well, the songs it just for
0: introduces this like this format that will always be there from then on this kind of like what we talked about with uh jake and david
1: yeah, the, that sort Like of, the songwriting kind of format? What, what yeah, did David well, say it was? It well, was... it
0: was just kind of this thing that we were all talking about, like how it kind of goes through time and space, and it feels like really big, and it's about real life, but it has this interiority to it as well. It's a song that um, it, it it's like very novel, novelistic. It feels right. literary in this way that actually feels like reading a book or watching a movie at the same time.
1: Yeah. And talk about fungible. Like this is maybe the fungible song of all the fungible. There's so many different versions of Tangled, so many different lyrics to Tangled, so many different interpretations of it. It's just that that Street Legal era or the, the seventy eight era version, the kind of torch song, like really slowed down version that you can hear on some of those like run down bootleg tapes. Amazing stuff.
3: Early one My
4: hair was still red uh, folks, they said
3: their lives together It sure was gonna be good They never did like mama's homemade best Papa's penny was it wasn't And I hate the spelling
1: Obviously the real live version we've talked. It's just Tang level Blue. Come on, it's it's immaculate. Sorry we had it down at 38 last time. Uh <clears throat> twenty, I threw it all away. Down it's twenty. Down seventeen spots from number three last time. This kind of rhymes with all the Nashville. Not hate, but you know, it's just kind of cool in the Jets on Nashville. Um I threw all it away. It's still an amazing song. It's you still know, twenty. It's still 20. twenty. I think that's where it belongs Kicking off know? the top twenty. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's
0: it's one of those songs like um I would say kind of like uh, make you feel my love, is like the other side of that. It's just like, so it, it feels like it's always existed. Someone yeah. just had to write it, and exactly. he was the one.
1: Perfect song plucked from the ether and put into auditory form by Robert Zimmerman. Number 19, it's going up. It's already 28 last time. still going up this time, 19. Oh, oh boy. Back to Love and Theft, folks. Po' Boy. Yeah. Such a great song. I just like, you know, listen to Po' Boy. I don't, I don't know what to say, you know. It's a beautiful call a, track.
0: Call room service, tell him send up a room.
1: Send up a room, exactly. It's, this is like maybe the funniest song that he's ever written. Yeah. Um, I just, it, it never fails to put a smile on my this face. Is, this
0: is a song where you can tell that he is a grandpa. <laughs>
1: It does. It does have some grandpa kind of wisdom, the whole and thing uh, is,
0: so it's grandpa energy. In yeah. The Best way.
1: Uh, the th- the three dollars will you take four line is <laughs>
0: well, you know that's not the first time he's done that. He <sighs> wants uh, eleven dollar bills, and you only got ten.
1: Oh, that's true. Good point. God, that fucking music video just has twenty dollar bills. The new version of that video, hmm. when that line comes up, ugh what's is this like could not what whatever um 18 tight connection to my heart
0: had to be up here
1: had to be up here it's dropped a few spots from 10 still a very very strong showing for tight connection to my heart
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> perfect song uh perfect illustration of Bob Dylan in not wiggle this is before wiggle mode you know uh I guess what kind of mode is this
0: um This is um, wiggle mode. Uh, Well, it's not straw hat mode. It's um, powder blue wig mode. Obviously. There you go. Of
1: course, powder blue wig mode.
0: It's Hawaiian shirt mode. It's leather jacket with nothing under it mode.
1: Yeah, it's trucker hat mode. It's dancing. It's being bloated
0: on uh, like like Coke bloat and like stubble and hangover.
1: uh, I was going to say sensei mode. It's not exactly sensei mode, but the video is in Japan. I don't know. That's true. Y- Yakuza mode, maybe? It's Yakuza mode. Okay. Seventeen most of the time from O oh Mercy. Drop from number this is number five last time.
0: Well, it's still up here.
1: Still up here. Still way still up here. Still kicking around. I mean, but I, again I think this makes sense for the, the O oh Mercy takes that we have these days. Is like the, the highs of the highs of O oh Mercy, maybe taking a step back, but the 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 rest of the record, you know, kind of the broad depth of it. Coming up. So most of the time, still a perfect song. I saw some people in the Discord today saying they prefer the Telltale Signs version of O oh Mercy. Or excuse me, not Oh Mercy, of most of the time. Would just like to confirm that is actual sicko. Yeah, that's ridiculous.
0: What are you talking about?
1: That You know, we live here for sicko kind of takes and shit, but... That strummy acoustic version of most of the time. He's still writing
0: the damn song. <laughs> that's it's not that's a bridge too
1: far even for us.
0: Yeah, get out of, get out of here.
1: But I you know, I, I appreciate the uh, I appreciate the effort.
0: I mean, yeah, most of the time it's just one of the great songs. What are you gonna say?
1: Yeah. Um sixteen the man and me. This jumped up a lot, didn't it? No, it dropped by one actually.
0: Oh, okay. Well <laughs> the, the man and me is uh Jeez, this is getting, like, boring, because we're just like, what is there to say? What is there to say? What is there to say?
1: Well, we're getting towards the top at this point, you know. <laughs> I, people are still with us so here. So, just
0: list some of these from this point on, because we got The Man and Me. No, yeah, well, let's, you know, we, we've only got a few more to go, so let's all right. give it our all. The Man and Me. Um, I'm trying to just <laughs> give up the 11th hour. Uh, the Man and Me is, uh, you know, it's um, the only good song. <laughs> no, it's the best song on New Morning, but it's like the best song by a country mile and it's uh it's not even close it's yeah. just like it's so great sticks out like a sore thumb on that record you could say yeah it's a great love song about uh knowing yourself you know about like knowing who you are which is the only way to uh to really be good to anyone else
1: yeah i mean and think about man and me like counterposed against Where are you tonight? You know, like that is really kind of point A to point Z on that entire journey, I think. Um, And two perfect songs to bookend a uh, pretty intense eight year period for the man. It took
0: a woman like you to get through to the man. To the man and me. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking about ideas of this, actually. I was, you know, just like, I think to go uh, poetic on this for a little bit, this song is kind of about how, like, when you meet someone, you might they they see you at like your uh i don't know how to put it like the the connection you have with someone when you first meet might be that like they're seeing you at your best trying to be yourself when you're a, a single you know and then mm-hmm. and then you get to know each other and you you realize maybe at that point having been like alone for a while like oh i this person I'm kind of stuck because I got to be good to them. Like there's no, this person is demands that I, I step up and be like as good as I can be. Mm -hmm. And that's what this song's about. It's about like realizing that like, okay, like I can't just be the man in me might hide sometimes, uh, et cetera, but you got to sometimes life demands that you, uh, you, you, you show up. Yeah. And
1: also, not to over intellectualize it, it's just it's a jam. It sounds so nice. It's great. It's like two and a half minutes or something like that. The backing vocals beautiful. If we had a whole record that sounded like this, I'd be over the moon. But yeah, but and know, that's the beauty of don't. the song <laughs> is it?
0: It's got the level of it actually being kind of interesting as a as a concept for a, a love song, and it also just is like pure candy to listen yep. to. It's vibes. Fifteen.
1: Up a few spots. Glad to see it. It's one that I am always going to going to bat for. It's pressing on. Been saved.
0: Yeah. Um. A. I Uh. The it's best the, distillation of what we're talking about the whole time. He,
1: yeah. I mean, really. The like, if we, if we got to do one, if we got to do one song for the whole era, the whole Christian era, it's like this. You could not. You could not pick a better song and talk yeah, about I mean, a song that's like plucked from the ether and just given form by Bob. Like, I think when I first started to listen to this song, it seemed like a song that, like, had always existed, was him covering something. Like, this, is, this has got to be a, you know, decades-old, centuries-old kind of spiritual track. But no, it's just, it's Bob. It, this is, it, it's just him kind of giving this perfect, immaculate form to these ideas and spirits and feelings that all of us might have felt, whether or not we are, you know, animated by the love of our Lord Christ um and can still find something in you
2: know well
0: yeah um, i mean it's it's the song that really it's it's interesting to think about it as like if you were to only pick one song from the christian era it being this one cuz that's what he's trying to do everything in that period all of that religious fervor is is him trying to and succeeding actually at moving forward despite how hard things felt uh and this song just is like grinds all that into like a a diamond. It's just like, this is the song that came from that. That's it. It's pressing on
1: some of the most beautiful lyricism ever should also be noted. And, you know, we'll see a little bit more of that in another one of these Christian ish era songs that comes even higher. Probably not a surprise to folks. Talk about price of love going up 14.
0: Key West. Oh, Key West.
1: I feel like by the time we do this next year, Key West is gonna be number one.
0: I mean, it could be. I I've seen people talk for hours about Key West. Like there you could talk about it forever. It's so dense with with information. Um it's so I I don't even want to try. It's it's like it deserves more careful non uh tired <laughs> discussion
1: even I mean again even beyond intellectualizing it it just it sounds so good
0: That was I think what struck everyone it's so when this beautiful song came out was just like instantly people were like noting the transportive quality of it it's just it it instantly sort of whisks you away
1: it's the place to be if you're looking for immortality hear that it's dog the most, now
0: the most you hear a dog now I don't even hear a dog no
2: well maybe I heard something else
0: then Um, maybe I just brushed up against my mic. Um, the, uh, yeah, the, um, accordion, the most romantic instrument. Oh God, it's so good.
1: Thirteen, Frankie Lee and Judas Priest.
0: From John Wesley Harding. From John Wesley Harding.
1: This is the one, this is where our, our, our multiple kind of, uh, you know, sort of twin tracks of John Wesley Harding appreciation really kind of dovetail, kind of come together here. On this yeah. one, we still got more to talk about shortly from that record. But this one, you know, for my money is like perfect song.
0: Agree. It's um, it's it's perfect in that it's it doesn't it, it's just it stands on its own. It's like this weird, mysterious story that is so comfortable with itself. It's just like a, it's just like a, a little uh, self-telling story it just feels like it happens and you don't even have to think about why or what's going on it just sort of unfolds
1: yeah and, and the kind of the best one of these story song kind of things that he's ever done right you think about the other ones 115th dream jack of hearts obviously yeah, hurricane sundown. even uh use <laughs> <Undone>. um <laughs> Uh, Highlands uh, is a great, uh, uh, another example, Latter-day example. Uh, these songs that, like, you know, they, they, part of part of their whole energy, their spirit, why they exist, is they are these kind of shaggy dog tales, and you're supposed to get kind of lost in them and not really know what's going on and, and be a little bit disoriented. And you get that on... Frankie and Lee and Judas Priest absolutely and at the same time for me at least there's always this sort of like you know deep kind of um effective emotional resonance to the song at the end of it that nothing is revealed uh at, at the end it's just such a perfect kind of sum up to the song itself the whole record itself John Wesley Harding and really like his entire life or career up until that point you know I, I think it's there's so much there uh, and whether or not he was actually consciously, explicitly putting it into the song, going into it, it's there for me to take out of it. And, you know, what What can you ask more from, uh, from a pop song than that?
0: A pop song. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know,
1: <laughs> it's a pop song. Uh, number 12, Born in Time, Under okay. the Red Sky.
0: Yeah, I mean, this one's just gone up, 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 up. Born in Time, the... the uh Best song on Under the Red Sky, but more so, it's like the only song that justifies that record. It, it, no, to, to some people wow. would, might say that. I don't say that. But, um, <laughs> what, cats in the well, part. baby. Uh, yeah. Well, um, there's also God knows. Yeah, there's right, more God than cats in good. the well. But uh, yeah. I mean, Born in Time. Just on another level. Yeah, I I had at various points, like I think on my list is in my personal top ten. It was like quite high. It's yeah. just. I never get sick of it and it it's just the right amount of distance from it, what it's talking about that it's it feels like dreamy but also specific I just uh can't I, I love this song like a lot
1: yeah, can't get enough of it. The 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 record version, the under the red sky version is is the version is the best version, is the canonical version. The additional versions from the O'Mercy oh era, like that you get on Telltale Signs, also amazing. This is another one of those songs that lives beyond its bounds, just as a single yeah. recorded track on the uh, the record, as we see with uh, you know with drugs doing their their shit uh, recently. They're they are covering yeah This song, but they're covering the telltale signs version, and it just sounds it sounds amazing and it sounds like a drug song yeah, it's um, a song
0: that feels like it has no roof, you know it's just like you can look up and just see the stars from this song. This song just has nothing it's not contained it's like just a vessel that like has an openness to it
1: sometimes you just uh you know you got it, and on this song he's got it eleven murdermost foul. I don't even know, like.
0: No, there's nothing to say. I mean, asterisk. We'll, have to, we'll, we'll have come to back talk to about it. it. We'll get back to you.
1: You know what I want to do? Uh, you know what I want to do for this? Is, uh, for the Kennedy assassinate, we'll do this on 1122 this year. We'll come back. We'll do the murder most foul episode.
0: Wait, is that going to be the what anniversary about that? I don't know. What it, it's it's not because it, it was 63. What, what it? So next year we'll do we'll do it next year on the um what anniversary would that be? Is I guess that would be the 60th anniversary. Yeah, no, let's just wait a little bit.
1: All right. All right. Stay tuned, folks. 18 months from now, when we get to the 60th anniversary of John F. Kennedy being assassinated by the CIA, we'll get to the Murder Moss Foul episode coming soon. Number coming 10. Soon. <laughs> <laughs> Up a stunning okay, wait, 57. Wait, wait. Ten, top 10. ten. Here we go.
0: Point that out. Number
1: 10. Up a stunning 57 50 is- spots. I'm just going to scroll through this list real quick. I think that's the biggest that jump. Yep, that that's is the, the biggest, biggest jump. jump. Take it away.
3: I pity the poor immigrant Who wishes he would have stayed home Who uses all his power to do evil But in the end is always
0: left so alone It's um, I pity the poor immigrant from John Wesley Harding, my favorite song from John Wesley Harding, one of my favorite songs ever. Uh, a song that feels like, it's like, how did he write this as like a twenty-five-year-old? Right. It. It. I mean, it's it's so mature and and feels like it was written. I mean, it feels like it's written by the from the perspective of God, and it and it actually, I think, pulls that off in a way. Mm-hmm. Which, I need I say more?
1: Right. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's like, two kind of flavors on Jen Musley Harding. There's the, the spiritual, kind of mystical, nothing is revealed mode, like we just talked about on Judas Priest, and then there's also this, like, really kind of compassionate and, and kind hearted and open, um, you know, just sort of social observation mode, like we get on this, like we get on Drifter's Escape, like we get on, really almost to, to an extent tonight I'll be staying here with you, uh, to some degree. And I, I I really think this is just like kind of the perfect uh, example of that second that second mode that second writing style that he was on, um, you know it's, it's 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 again short straight to the point, just beautifully stripped down with the the I mean you can't you can't say enough about the sound of this record just that guitar or, or excuse me the bass and the drum kit like. That's it. That's the whole record, basically.
0: Yeah, the, this song, especially, though, just that harmonica, like, when it comes in, I don't know, this song just takes me away. I just, like, it hits me so directly for whatever yeah. reason. Bob Dylan, pretty good at writing yeah. songs. This this one's, yeah.
1: Number nine. We just did a lot on this last time, but we'll come back to it again this time. Um, Standing in the doorway.
0: Yeah. I mean as I said on the last episode if there's one song about heartbreak in the world from a, the perspective of a man uh, <laughs> this is it cuz it's uh, pretty good much qualifier. A, Yeah, that's a qualifier. Um yeah. I mean but not ex- not the only thing that implies that is uh that he's I don't know smoking a cigar I don't know. He's a man. He's talking about him. I'm. Why am I talking about it like this? It's just a song <laughs> that I here? think has. Um, it's it's like the first three seconds of it. It's just like it's like you put a a colored gel in front of the the light. Like it just turns it blue or yes. <laughs> turns it red. Um, cherry red. Cherry red. Yeah. It's just in an in instant mood shift that feels all encompassing and atmospherically is like napalm it's just like so on fire with heartbreak and loneliness and uh, it's it's really you know a cathartic song for those who are feeling that way and um, just a beautiful song in in, in any situation I mean it sounds great
1: yeah that pedal steel i mean right from the right from the start it's just oh before you even hear a word if you, you you don't even need to understand the english language and you get everything you need to out of the song and then if you do understand the english language and you get if even you more and you bonus because <laughs> the lyrics are <laughs> bonus good. you actually understand what he's saying yeah the uh, but are yeah i mean great. it really is uh just it's amazing also amazing other side of the coin from, uh, you know, head in the oven sort of thing at the end of a fucked relationship. Number eight, I made up my mind to give myself to you. Mm -hmm. Number one from Rough and Rowdy Ways. Still climbing. For me, you know, I don't know. This is, like, I I don't want to say this is, like, a subjective judgment, because obviously this is all subjective judgment, but, like, since, since I made this, like, part of my life, uh, last year, uh, we're yeah, Ian our...
0: proposed by uh, quoting this song.
1: It is true. Forgot to ask you. Forgot to ask not you, but her. Uh, forgot to ask my fiance Grace, uh, "Will you marry me?" Uh, but did, so, oh, really? but did, yeah, but did say, uh, "I've made up my mind to give myself to you." She made me actually ask uh, at the end of it. Uh, she wouldn't say yes until I did. So that uh, ended up working out. But, I, you know, I got the important thing. out. I got the Bob Dylan quotes out there. Will you marry me? That's, you know, who cares? And about she that? still
0: said yes. Still said yes. Ladies and gentlemen, this man is an, uh, a, a hero to us all. <laughs>
1: um, I You know, it's a perfect, perfect song. Sounds perfect. I knew it from the first fucking time. I still remember when you sent me... Um, I Contain multitudes because you got a leaked copy from somewhere, and the, you mean, the folder you mean was called... mean Rough and Rowdy Ways? Excuse, Yeah, Rough and Rowdy yeah. Ways. What, what, the reason mm-hmm. I'm, I'm fucking this up is because the folder that the thing came in was called I Contain multitudes. Okay. I, re- I remember whoever you got it from. Um, but I still, just that first listen, even a couple of days before the record came out, I could tell, like, th- like whoa, there's something going on on this song. Mm-hmm. And right up until today and on through the rest of my life, it's going to be with me. I made up my mind to give myself to you. Might be about love. Might be about you know his performance or his relationship with performance and the audience. Might be about both. Might be about neither. Who cares? For me, it's it is grafted onto my heart. It's a fifth valve.
0: Well, I can't uh, add anything to that. You already have five uh, valves. Uh, <laughs> I think you have four, right? Well, I can't add six. We're gonna get crazy sure. here. One
1: more than one more than whatever is normal. Number seven. Down three spots. Still still number seven, folks. Don't be mad. It's Idiot Wind.
0: It's Idiot Wind. It's Idiot Wind. It's Idiot Wind. One of the finest songs uh, you can listen to.
1: Blowing through the buttons of our coats. Yeah. From the Grand Coulee Dam to the Mardi Gras, through the, the I Ching Capitol. yesterday. No, to the Mardi Gras, depending on what version, version. Depending on what version you're listening. <laughs> yeah, I like,
0: th- the, I like the album version.
1: No. Uh, uh, I'll take the... I'll take I like them both. You like them both. That's fair. You know, the music, um, the lyrics, the chocolate, the peanut butter, both.
2: Wow.
0: Well, I mean, I'm looking at this list. It's interesting because we got Idiot Wind. Then we got Every Grain of Sand. Every Grain of Sand. The Elements, Wind and Sand. Mm-hmm. Every Grain of Sand. I mean, it uh, just smokes so many other songs.
1: Yeah, perfect just, lyric. Maybe the best lyric that he's ever put together, as far as I'm concerned, at least. I mean... The perfect yeah, synthesis of easy, the Christian stuff, just, the humanist stuff, the love stuff, the heartbreak stuff, it's all there.
0: Yeah, it's cosmic. It's uh, simply cosmic. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And, and a song that I think that... I mean, I think we've been on it early, you know. Not to say that it was forgotten necessarily, because the heads have always known. But you know, between us and obviously the the fact that it's closing all of these rough and rowdy ways tours or mm-hmm. all of these rough and rowdy Ways shows over the last, you know, going on a year at this point and, right, as and probably said, in the future.
0: <laughs> yeah, sand. I, if up. we say the price of sand, how Pri- many yeah, times price have of sand done is going up, <laughs> drink every t- if you drink every time we did that stupid thing, then you'd be dead by now.
1: You'd be as drunk as I am right now. Uh, price of blood. Also going up.
0: Pay and blood. Yeah, number five. Uh, number five. Pay and blood. It's no secret that uh, so wow, we got, we got uh, wind, sand, and blood. The three elements. The three humors. The three humors of Bob Dylan's (laughs) songs. Uh, yeah, pay and blood is just all about um, you know, kicking ass, taking names, not taking names, kicking ass, and not taking names. Yes. (laughs) yes <laughs> just kicking kidding, ass yeah. and forgetting who you are why you're kicking ass and not caring <laughs> and uh kicking your own ass uh, just continuing to kick ass just getting your ass kicked kicking ass just being kicked kicking it's just about kicks and um blood the blood that ensues and piss yeah and piss
1: number four down two spots sorry folks Joker Man. You wanted to drop it even lower, I think.
0: Well, because like, it's already like gotten put on the pedestal of pedestals for us. Yeah. It's, um, it, it
1: is the title of this podcast, and we're not even going to be the... a Bob Dylan podcast after, yeah, <laughs> after this. sticking we're just sticking
0: with it. So it's like, I mean, Joker <laughs> Man, why? Why did we name the show after it? It's because it's representative of this thing of like, oh, that is like the definitive late period track you didn't know about, and then you find out about it, and then you're just like, well, I have to look at everything differently now.
1: No, it's like walking through the magic kind of thing in Harry Potter, where you just let's like not you walk, bring Harry Potter. Well, is, I, I I feel you, but just as a, an easy metaphor for me to pull out of the air because I my brain is not functioning very well. Two hours and thirty minutes into this,
0: Oh, it's
1: not. No,
0: <laughs> I just had to turn the light on because it got dark. It's yeah, exactly.
1: To get dark. It reveals it reveals a whole world to you. We can just say, you know, uh, without any specific uh, metaphor, Um, it's Joker Man standing on the water, casting your bread. Top three. I'll let you take number three. These are the these are the two. You know, we we want to give you we want to give you folks some some uh, some meat to chew on here. Some interesting stuff. We got we got some big movers and shakers here at the very end. Number three.
0: Go for it. It's Things Have Changed. A worried man with a worried mind No one in front of me and nothing
3: behind There's a woman on my lap and she's drinking champagne That white skin got thousand eyes I'm looking up into the sapphire tinted skies On the gallows with my head in the news Any minute now I'm expecting all how to break loose People are crazy and times are strange I'm locked in tight, I'm out of rage I used to care but things haven't changed
0: Um... I just, uh, I feel like this song is, pff, every time I hear it, I just like, I get put in a state. It,
2: Hypnosis. Just,
0: it, it, yeah, it, it's like, it's um, it's when I think of like later period Dylan, it's just like the, the pinnacle in, in a lot of ways, in terms of like an attitude song. Right. Um, pff, it's just, it's got it all. It's funny. It it's so funny. The line's like, uh, I I, feel like falling in love with the first woman I meet. Put her in a wheelbarrow, wheeling, her, wheel her down the street. And then he's, later he says, I'm in love with a woman that don't even appeal to me. He's just like hung up on this idea, which I love in the song. He's like, he understands, of course, he's Bob Dylan. He knows like what love is, like how serious that is. And then in this song, he's talking about how people are crazy and times are strange. And the version of love that he comes up in this song about the absurdity of the world is just like, like, literally, what if you actually did that? Like, you fall in love with the first woman you meet. (laughs) It would like um, that is such a crazy thing. And he's definitely intentionally like putting that out there, thinking about how crazy that is. It's not just like a throwaway line, I don't think it's kind of like, that's insane that would be insane. And then I'm in love with a woman that doesn't even appeal to me. <laughs> it's just, uh, th- those knock me out.
1: Yeah, it's full of just incredible lines and stanzas. J- just like top to bottom. This place ain't doing me any good. I'm in the wrong town. I should be in Hollywood. Just for, just a, second for a second there. there I thought, I, I, thought I, saw I saw something move. Gonna take dancing lessons, do the jitterbug rag. Ain't no shortcuts, gonna dress and drag. Only a fool here yeah. would think he's got anything to prove. It's just like you know he's on. He really is on top of the uh, like uh, just peak form lyrically speaking, from top to bottom on this record.
0: Yeah, he's uh, in control.
1: Yeah, he's locked in tight. He's out of
0: range. He used to care. I used to care. I used to care. Used to care, but things changed. I
1: love that. That's so okay. good. <laughs> uh,
0: and you don't know what he's ta- like. Care about what? Could be anything could be everything could be i used to care that things were bad used to care that things were good put her in a wheelbarrow that's (laughs) so (laughs) all right here it comes an
1: essential part of the change quadrilogy yeah
0: which is change which is i feel a change coming on the times they they are changing changing. things Things have have changed. changed And number two, 16.
1: Number one on my personal list. I'll just spoil it. We're not revealing our personal list too much, but this was it for me. It's just, you know, we the, 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 the street legal love and appreciation, I think, has been very well documented on this podcast over the last year, 18 months, however long. I do remember our initial podcast about street legal. I remember, I, do you remember this? We, we recorded street legal, and we forgot to do a star ranking mm. at the end of it, and then you had me like write up a little message about it and I texted it to you and then you recorded my words yourself and you did this weird like scratchy like civil war kind of sounding yeah. thing to so it. So that
0: whenever I think back of, of that I think about how like Woody Allen used to put so much care and effort into his movies. He'd make something like Zelig where it's like so th- so composed and thoughtful and it's like a, such a little jewel of a film. And now our podcast is like uh, a rainy day in New York or Rifkin's festival.
1: Yeah, it's just got a person. Was, our names are Mort Rifkin and Gatsby Wells. That's right. Um, and th- so at the end of that, at the end of that little uh, write-up, whatever it was, don't even go listen to it. It's embarrassing, I'm sure. Uh, I was initially going to give Street Legal just one star, damn. One star, and then at the end of it, I changed at the last second. I said, "Oh, it's a two-star record. Two stars. Got to be two stars." And just like since then, every day, like the Grinch, my heart has grown two sizes for this record. Yeah. And at this point, it's just bursting out of my chest. I mean, Changing the Guards is—it's not. It doesn't have that sort of emotional, kind of like silver bullet feel that Idiot Wind or um, uh, or Tangled Dew or grain Of sand, or I've made up my mind to give myself to you. But everything else in the entire like world, in Bob's entire kind of life, every, it, it's all it, it, it's there. Uh, and just the way that it starts this record off, the fade in, the horns, the backing vocals, the energy, that version, like the way he was playing the song at the end of the '78 tour, which remains so kind of like tantalizingly out of reach for us because we've got those like really fucked up, scratchy recordings of it from summer 78 and fall 78, like that Los Angeles, the forum version. It's just, uh, I I can't get enough of this song. Um, It's everything that I want. It's changing to the guards, folks. Up 19 spots from 21 to 2. Things have changed up 41 spots from 44 to number (sighs) 3.
0: Which leaves number 1.
1: Number 1. A song that, the, the only song on the entire list that, hasn't changed a single spot <laughs> at all. Things have not changed. Things have not changed.
0: Is it the only song that hasn't changed? That's right. Wow. Didn't
1: go up, didn't go down, not a new edition, not an old fade. It's exactly no. where it was last time. We got it right a year ago. We're getting it right today.
0: It's Mississippi.
3: Never step of the way number So I'm up. Time is piling up We struggle and we stray But all boxed in, Nowhere to escape City's just a jungle More games to play Been Trapped in the heart of it Trying to get away I was raised I've been working in the town I've been in trouble ever since I set my suitcase down Got nothing for you I had nothing before Don't even have anything For myself anymore Sky full of fire Paint on down Nothing you can me, me your All my powers of expression, I thought a source of blood could never do you justice and reason or right. Only one thing I did wrong. Shamed it's just Mississippi. Mississippi. It's Mississippi.
0: Hey, stop! It's too soon. I, I feel like we should say something. It's the end of the uh, show.
1: I guess that is true.
0: Well, uh, I wish that I was as drunk as you because I I had two beers. It's like the least <laughs> the least drunk I've ever been doing one of these. I feel like stone cold uh, sober. I'm um, the one
1: slurring his speech for once.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, I just want to uh, thank. Uh, everyone who's listened to the show um, because it was started as just like a joke or well not a joke it would have been a joke i should say if it weren't for ian grant because if i had just had this idea there's no way in hell i would have been able to execute it (laughs) uh it would have never happened so um it would have remained a bit a joke a little gag in my mind but because of uh ian grant my partner and uh, and wife on the podcast. It's been uh, a real thing that people actually listen to, and that has has become, I think, uh, a good podcast. Good podcast,
1: absolutely. And yeah. you know, without you, I remember. I I think we started, the, or like I, I was just trying to kill time. This was June 2020 or something, and a couple of those singles from Rough and Rowdy Ways had come out, and you know, we were just like we were excited about it. I remember, I think like texting, you texted me or I texted you or something when murder most foul dropped and was like fucking 18 minute Bob Dylan song, drop everything. Mm -hmm. You got to listen to this. Right. And there's just so much excitement there. And then you came to me at one point and was like, we should do a Bob Dylan podcast. And I was like, there are enough Bob Villain podcasts out. Like, what are we going to We're We're just too fucking schmo. What are we going to add to Little this? did
0: you realize that that's the reason why we should have done one, why it, and, why it was
1: a good idea. And you're exactly right. And here we there are. Because it wasn't
0: won by two idiots. <laughs> exactly. Uh,
1: here we are, two years later, uh, two hours and 40 minutes into this episode. Uh, I think this is episode one eighty two. Uh, although I mean, we've it might be totally one eighty, messed up the like. Whole yeah, I'm gonna count. change. I'm gonna change all the numbering before we just, go into two point just okay, so it makes cool. more sense. So we're we're cron- killing back. the seasons. Nice. Yeah. Um. But um. Yeah. It, 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 I I cannot believe how many hundreds of hours of my life I have. I'm not yeah. gonna say wasted on this, uh, but dedicated to it because I really do think that it is something that is uh, super rewarding for both of us, and yeah. I do think that it's you know, what we're doing is not art, it's not artistically fulfilling by any means, but I do think that it's, it is, it is. I hope, it because I, I listen to podcasts myself, all the time, I'm a podcast addict, and it fills something that I need inside of me, you know, it's, it's sort of an empathy machine, or, you know, like a, um, a, a simulant for something that is lacking in all of our lives these days, and, you know, were we in a better world, were we in another time, that wouldn't be lacking in its first place, but the fact remains that it does, and this is the world that we live in, And so the next best thing is two just absolutely not very intelligent guys prattling on for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours about Bob Dylan music and uh, and bringing the world together, I think, a little bit, like we saw with that comment that you read just a little bit earlier today. That's the best thing that you could possibly hope for out of all of this, and it's so rewarding to know that even just one person has had that experience, and I'd be willing to bet that more than one has.
0: It's not just one. There's at least two. I know that for a fact. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think you're right. Like the, the idea of it being not, I mean, we all have, I think many of the people who listen to the show, of course, people who have been on the show are artists or working artists or people with artistic aspirations or inclinations. I, too, have uh, some of these foolish dreams. Um, and, you know, like everybody knows that you can't be uh, Bob Dylan. So its it was like a great choice. Because like there's this massive body of work, I mean, to talk about, and as we've I think said before, it's like I think it's like a a duty of of the people of our generation to spend some time um, absorbing and actually like a, just creating a space to appreciate artwork, uh, because w- you really can't. How are you gonna keep going mm-hmm. if you don't know what where you come from and Dylan in particular I mean I don't say this just because we've spent all this time doing it but like the more I've thought about it he's somebody who represents kind of a one stop shop for like culture as we understand it today sure. coming from him uh, musical culture and so many things flinging off of that it's kind of un it's unimaginable what the world would be like without this one artist. And um, of course he himself, it's no accident. There's a guy who felt that way about other art. And that's what we can hope to have done with this show and, and continue to do with whatever the future iterations will be is to like, in our small way, create a space where that continuity is given some respect and, care and that i think is just good for everyone it's enriching for us and um f- hopefully for other people and we all just get to like appreciate this gift that just keeps on fucking giving uh by this one guy and everyone who came before him
1: absolutely no question about it yeah i mean like as we've said on the pod before you know one of bob's great gifts or projects or, or goals in his life something he's been so successful at is like bringing these decades and centuries of musical legacy up into the modern time and and kind of literally pulling these ghosts of history out and and presenting them to people who never would have been familiar with them in the first place and i think you and i are great examples of that like I wouldn't have ever fucking heard Froggy when a Courtin if he hadn't covered it on Good As I've Been to You in 1992, you know. Yeah. Um, and I don't, you know, I don't know that there are any musical artists who are doing that today at this point. You know, uh, I just I don't know that there's any sort of market for it or, or industry for it or, or really kind of appetite for it in the in the in the music industry itself. And certainly not to say that we are doing this to as large of a peop, uh, large of a group of people as Bob has, or doing it as well as he has. But I do think that, like in some small, minor way, I hope that you and I have kind of picked up that that yeah, that, that stone that, ball, that Bob like... exactly that that he took so far, and at least took it one more step further, you know, for yeah. one more person.
0: Well, just the fact of us being young people who like have in, we've gotten some other young people to think about stuff that happened uh, musically before in the exactly. before time. And,
1: um, and that is so, exactly, you know, to go back to what I was saying before and maybe tie it all together, you know, what, what the hell were two idiots like us doing? Like we had no qualifications. Still we don't have any talk qualifications about that
0: much like together. We sort of just, I, I figured we could.
1: Yeah. Uh, and th- there was no, there was no, there's nothing we didn't have any uh, any training or any sort of bona fides or any sort of credits on our cv or anything that qualified us to talk about bob the only thing that qualified us to do it was just that we wanted to do it and yeah. so we did it and and i do think that it has been a valuable kind of uh addition to the corpus because it it has sort of unlocked him i hope uh and and put this just Striking, incredible body of work and legacy and and achievement um, across into um, into a, a wider world and a bigger audience than the folks who, you know, would read Clinton Halen books. Let's say yeah, to, and be, let's uh, just, let's to be let's just let's be kind. fair
0: that the I mean, let's be real, Columbia Records. With their marketing <laughs> tactics, they're not getting into any of the That's hearts and point. minds of the 27-year-olds of this nation.
1: Jogerman has done a hell of a lot better uh, job relating to uh, to to the Zoomer generation than the subterranean homesick blues 60th anniversary music
0: video. The TikTok filter or whatever the hell it was. Ugh. Uh, well, I, I don't think we have I have anything more to say other than... Jeez, uh, oh, I mean... Uh, Thank you. Uh, Thank you very much.
1: Thank you for listening. Stick with us. I really do think I want this to go on for as long as we possibly can at this point. I think that we've got years and years of material to cover. We've got Lou and John coming up 2022 and beyond. Already got great ideas for series three, series four, but we'll save that for a little ways down the line. Come see us for a beautiful celebration of Bob's Life and Time. First live show. Hopefully it won't be the last. Yeah, Uh, Zebulon, June 18th. Zebulon. It's going to be a great way to cap it all off with the friends and family of Jokerman Podcast until Series 2,
0: 2.0, Season 2, Version 2. Like that song on that classic album from Bob Dylan, Planet Waves. We're saying goodbye, but you really... You Never Say Goodbye. (laughs) One of the most famous songs by Bob Dylan, Never Say Goodbye, Planet Waves. That's right. From 1974. 1974
1: Asylum Records.
0: Jokerman.
3: Talk about me, babe. If you must throw out the dust, pile on the dust, I'd do the same thing if I could. You know what they say, they say it's all good. It's all good Big politician Telling lies Restaurant, kitchen All full of flies Don't make a minute difference Don't see why it should But it's all right Cause it's all good It's all good all good. Wives are leaving their husbands, they're beginning to roam They leave the party, and they never get home I wouldn't change it, even if I could You know what they say, man, it's all good
2: all good. All good.
3: Never going down move away. If they could It's hard to believe